Tyler had to go and check his uh, truck again because he thought he left his keys in it for the second time in like four weeks. You do that a lot. Um, yeah, that's. I figured like usually if I have something like that where my car battery dies, like I left my lights on or something, anything dumb, I always make sure like I'm paranoid of my battery dying again. So I do whatever I call ca- that caused that. I make sure it never happens again. Well, I knew for a fact. I, I just wanted to check, but I knew I didn't leave them there. I was just making sure that they weren't there. It's like if someone texts you about Chinese practice. food while you're driving. And Statue of limitations. I, I know. I didn't say anyone Not in particular. Yet. I didn't say you. It could have been Josh. It could have been me. It could have been you. It could have been anyone. Um, but yeah, you shouldn't um, read texts about Chinese food, holding your dick speak while driving. Hold your dick. Yeah, speak now forever. Hold your dick. Hi, guys. I can't wait to tell that story. Um, welcome to episode 127 of You Watch, I Listen. The date is Tuesday, November 10th at the time of this recording. Taylor, how are you, buddy? I'm doing fine. I'm, I'm, I'm super tired because I put in a, I ripped out a boiler today and tried to finish one today, but I just couldn't finish it today. Uh, well, sometimes it's hard to finish. Uh, Josh? That's very true. How are you? I'm good. Everything's good? Yeah. It's been an interesting week, guys. Is, um, is, is, we, are you tracking your new iPhone yet or no? Uh, it was shipped uh, yesterday. You're, you are tracking it, you <laughs> douche. Um, well, it's been an interesting week. Uh, we spent a little time at the beginning of episode 126 uh, on election night. Um, and thankfully, since the election, everyone's getting along great. Things are going well. Everyone's accepting the results very well. Well. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's going exactly how, um, uh, you know, what the way Taylor and I spoke last week, it's going the exact opposite of what we wanted to see happen yeah. um, as far as people's behavior. Uh, it's actually gotten worse. Yeah, I, w- I don't, I think this might be worse than 2016 was. Um, uh, maybe not right away, but the direction it seems to be heading. Hold on, wait a minute. How is it worse? And then what everybody's been pining for happened and everyone is still like, is that, how is it worse? Because uh, one, I'm, it, I'm not saying here or there. I'm just saying, like everybody consensus. Like if you ask nine, ten out of ten out of pe- like ten people at the street, eight out of ten would have said Biden. And then, wh- and then when it happens, it depends on where you are. But I get what you're I'm saying. I'm just saying, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. Um, but Generally. basically, if you want to talk timelines, um, you could argue that 2016 was the darkest timeline. But for the people that it wasn't for in 2016, in 2020, it's the darkest timeline. And the behaviors that the the people the Trump supporters hated in 2016 of the left are what they're doing now. Uh, it, it's so ironic. They're they're um, they're finding their safe space on Parlor, which by the way is now banning people. Um, it's supposed to be the free speech parlor. one, but they're, a Parlor is the new like Twitter kind of thing. But it is for complete freedom of speech. It, it is like a, a white nationalist haven. Um, you could say whatever you want on there. You could drop n bombs, uh, all kinds of anti-Semitic stuff. But now they're banning people that are going in there to troll Trump supporters. <laughs> um, my favorite thing, and I, maybe we'll do it next week if it's still up. I really want to prank phone call the uh, the hotline, the, right. the Trump War Room. The one that made me laugh so hard was the fucking guy calling up about the Hamburglar being in line at the oh, fucking, fucking voting great, booth. Dude. There's so many of them that are good. Um, someone was like calling up. I saw someone, and then you hear do 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 do. It's John Cena. <laughs> um, but it, it it doesn't seem like it's getting better. I don't think the 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 venom is the same as 2016 was immediately after. But it doesn't seem like um, one side is willing to back down. You know, the other side in 2016 they they cried Russia whatever, you know, that whole fucking bullshit. Um, and they did their protests and organized, but this one they seem very like hell-bent on making sure that w- what happened doesn't happen. Right. And I, I will, re- again, 
say what I said last week is everyone just needs to fucking chill out and calm down. Realize that you're not. If you are really expecting the electoral college not to go the way that the media is projecting it, you you're you're going to be very upset on December 16th when they certify. Yep. And I don't think people that think they're experts really know what they're. No, I know they don't know what they're talking about. Because and this is another thing. I was just said that the the right is doing what they hated the left doing in 2016. The left was talking about the electoral college not certifying for Trump in 2016. They were saying, no, they don't have to. It's not over yet. It's over. It's over. Even if you prove, Find a new show. It, yeah, find a new show. Yeah, exactly. Um, that, that's exactly <laughs> it. Um, but it's just... Everyone needs to chill out. There's so much fucking fun shit out there. There's so much good shit you could be doing other than stuff that really has no direct bearing on your life. Like, the people that are listening to this, the majority of our demographic, the majority of our friends, whether on the left or the right, Trump didn't make a difference in your life. Biden won't make a difference in your life. And if you're making a lot of money, then maybe, sure, then I could see your point of view on that, but chill the fuck out. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Get off social media, like I said last week. Get oh. the fuck off. Well, I, like I said, I just I just try to ban political talk on my shit. Yeah, yeah like, I, like, I get I, it. Like half the the Twitch streamers. And oh the fucking... God. Yeah, I mean Twitch is just a uh, a liberal progressive haven. Like most most media social media now in general obviously goes that way. Um, and you just got to get off it, man. Memes aren't news. And social media doesn't always provide the facts. So find whatever outlet that you like and stick to that. But get off social media because if you're there just to see people's opinions that make you angry, you're feeding into the system that you're blaming for all these problems. Yeah, but Dan, it's fun. It, it can be fun. If you, it's if you're fun like, to disagree with it, people. It is, and I love disagreeing with people, but you have to balance the, the real life to the trolling, and that's what I like doing in particular. Which is why, and listen, this one a few times I'll say, it, I'm thankful we're friends because at the time of us meeting, my troll meter was at a zero. Yeah, I was actually talking to Jerry today, um, our betting extraordinaire, about... Uh, um, how some trolls I've done to you have bled into, like, where you then didn't know if something was real in real life. Um, specifically, the what color is the dress? The black and brown. Which turned out to be a global thing. Yeah, I it was you, just me. you were just yelling at me. No, I know you fucking made this up. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. um, when, when my phone was stuck in caps lock. So I, I, like, I like when I can blur the lines of reality and trolling because there's too much ugly shit in the world to take everything so seriously. So sometimes you just gotta pour bucket of water on someone while they're showering. <laughs> <laughs> it could have been a glass. It could have been a glass. He got a fucking bucket. That was the first thing in the cabinet. You went to the fucking low cabinet where the big shit is. <laughs> you didn't even go to the glasses cabinet. Whatever. <laughs> That's a good answer, Fuck actually. You, you get said, out of my house. Dude, you ran out nude. You were angry. And I, like Josh's face is like, oh shit, he's pissed. And I'm like trying not to laugh I, in your face. I, I think the exact words were, you know Taylor's pissed when there's no yelling. Yeah, there's no yelling. That was good. Um, Alright, guys, so welcome Welcome to episode 127. You watch, I listen. We got a lot of fun stuff today. I'm going to be stuff. reviewing Alpha Wolf's A Quiet Place to Die. And I'm reviewing uh, The Trial of the Chicago 7. We'll see you in a second. The You Watch, I Listen podcast starts now. had to be evacuated for a bomb threat. Oh, fuck you. A couple other really funny news stories. Kenny G. Who the fuck is Kenny G? The fucking clarinet player. Oh, suck it, nice. <laughs> what did he do wrong? 
It's time for the You Watch, I Listen podcast. And always remember, don't sniff it, just do it. Can't read. Oh, welcome back, guys. Hey, Coach, um, you can't read either. So we'll start out. Taylor, how was your week? Uh, it was fine. <coughs> um, kind of uh, kind of a nice week, actually, because uh, wasn't too busy at work. Got a little reprieve before the winter really hits and it really you know, fucks me up. And, well, it's crazy. Like This is around the time when you start getting no heat calls, and it's fucking 75 degrees outside. It's been fucking beautiful. It's nice. It was nice telling people, hey, we'll see you tomorrow. Yeah, we'll see you tomorrow. I can't. Like, this weather's been wild, man. Yeah. I've been loving it. Like I'm. So I, I'm going I'm to use a term here that I heard a thousand times. Global warming. No. Oh. That I heard a thousand times, and I just know that I'm using it in context in which it was said. Okay. And I mean no disrespect. All right, cool. There's a usually... lot of people that are significantly older than me called this heat wave that we got okay. an Indian summer. Okay. And I mean, I, that... I, but like, I don't know the context of that. Well, the Indian summer, I don't know like the actual like origins of it, but the Indian summer describes uh, a heat wave when it's supposed to be colder. Um, it's just a, an old phrase. I don't know the actual origins of it or anything, but... Um, it's a very old common phrase. I don't know if it's uh, at this point is offensive. I'm just going to assume it is. So, right, that's um, what I guys, said uh, in New- <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> that was great. <laughs> that's one of my favorite lines on that show. Talk about twenty fucking Dorchester, Bob. <laughs> 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 but um, enjoy your Indian summer. Um, but uh, I know what you did last Indian summer. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it just everyone's wondering why it's so hot and this person's wearing a sweater. That's the whole fucking movie. Um, but you had a nice week. It was your birthday. We'll talk about that in a little bit because uh, just like we did for Josh's birthday, we got Taylor trivia for his birthday that Josh and I will be playing. Um, Josh, how was your week? Uh, solid. You know, uh, it was very busy at work because of the election. Okay. Uh, yeah, you got a, a Trump 2020 <laughs> gun. In stock, did it sell? Uh, it did. For how much? Three thousand five hundred dollars. Uh, and it was a Tommy gun. Yes. Okay. I feel like that. That is yeah. significantly uh, like like they got it. They, they stole that from man. Me. Liberals, man. See, <laughs> like it's like it's yeah. fucking Tom Dillinger. <laughs> you know what's crazy? I was. Uh, I was. You were smooching everybody. I, Pelosi, Schumer. I was talking to some people at work about it about how like the whole. Demographic kind of shifted it in some in a lot of places. Like yeah, yeah. Like Latino men heavily voted for Trump for yeah. whatever reason. The guy who it, bought it is a fucking Cuban immigrant. Well, it, so I was uh, doing some reading on this in the demographics because the Latino vote was very interesting. Down on uh, so on the East Coast. It did vote Trump mostly. It was a higher demographic. It wasn't the majority, but in Miami specifically, the Latino vote was dominant for Trump. And uh, the understanding is that the Cuban population, which is 1.5 million in my in Florida, hates Haitians. Right. Which I know truthfully, and there is a big Haitian population down there. Yes. But on the East Coast Latinos um, heavily voted Biden. So it, it, when I saw people complaining about like um, how can the Latinos vote for Trump, and um, I'm like, all right, here's a crazy idea, guys. Maybe all Latinos aren't the same. Maybe all Latinos, it, it goes based on where you live and what your economic situation and the social sh- situation you live in. It's like saying every black person has to vote for someone. Every white person has to vote for someone. How about we stop saying that everyone has to do something? That's not how this country works, and it never will work, and it never should work. But um, I'm a, I figured work was busy for you because every election season, uh, gun sales go up. Yep. Um, so that's interesting. My week was fine. Um, two of my friends had 
had kids this week. Uh, my buddy Phil and his wife Crystal had a baby, and then uh, a guy Josh and I graduated with, actually, his, and his girlfriend um, had their baby. Bryce and Lena had their baby um, just two days ago. Nice. Um, so very happy for them. So shout out to them. Um, it was uh, a, a good week overall. Um, uh, Will Pond got fired. Um, this might be good for you. Trump got fired, and uh, the Dolphins won. So I, I was very thrilled this weekend. I didn't really do anything. Hung out with uh, Ears and Tree over the weekend. Um, overall, just very, very mellow. No complaints on my end. It's uh, life is good. Life is solid. Um, so why don't we get into our reviews? Um, Taylor, you want me to go first? Yeah, because for me, there's a lot to unpack. Here. Okay. Josh, did you listen to the album? I did. Okay. So you said this was your album of the year. Yes. Right? Okay. Alpha Wolf, A Quiet Place to Die. Um, cover art's awesome. Um, it, how sick is it? So you said album of the year, and I'm going to tell you. Uh, actually, I realize I have my ratings on my phone. Um, oh, yeah, you do that now? Yeah, because I'm driving half the time or in my car. Um so, Jesus Christ, that's a lot. Yeah, well, uh, I gave a song on here, the first ever number. This is the first time this number rating has been given out. And I, it, it's a, it's a, the song rating is a 10 on this one. This album is so good. It's so, did you like it, Josh? Uh, I'll let you go first, and then I'll go. Okay. I genuinely love this album. Right. Um, right. I texted and messaged so many people from the first time I listened to it to the last, listen to this, listen to this, listen to this, and all the responses back have been like, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit. Um, even just on my way home, I texted someone that I forgot to message, like, listen to this, and he's like, dude, this is good. Yeah. Um, so, love the sound. Lo- specifically love the drumming. The drumming is unbelievable. Yep. Um, and, yeah, it, it, it's so good. Um, the music is so tight. So the first song on it, Quiet Place to Die, was a five. Um, I misspelled this word. It says, holy shit, a lunch to the uh, to the mouth. Um, I meant punch, a punch in the mouth. Love the sound. Um, it's an absolute tone setter for the album. Uh, Creep, I fucking love. That was every song got a five besides the 110. Um, it, it's, uh, Creep is a masterpiece, lyrically. Um, I, I was trying to decipher like what it was about and I almost took it as like these um, social media personas and how they have no soul that they're willing to you know like um, sell themselves out for just getting you know likes and clicks and things like this yep. uh, I really appreciated that one uh, Golden Fate Isolate 5 uh, it's literally about a friend committing suicide it's yep. a very dark song very powerful uh, uh, Kudama uh, 5 brilliant that was your song you wanted me to highlight fucking amazing did you watch the video for that I did the video is fucking great um, wild I want you to read the top one what I wrote for Acid Romance alright all right, hold on. Give me this. Real All right, quick. the top line. So, top line five. Fuck you. Want to fight? <laughs> yeah, because the song made me want to fight. Yeah, it was dude. an angry song. I loved it. Um, Rotten Pieces was a five. There, is, whoever that song is written about, there is so much venom for. What? what it, what's, what's the song? Rot, again? Rotten Pieces. I think that's for, it, that's for the old uh, lead. It is vile. Uh, Bleed for you. Um, it, it's a breakup song. It's it's almost like a metal um, ballad. It's slow but heavy, and it's the most melodic song on the album. Ultra violent violence is angry as fuck. It's literally about like I, I think it's about like either killing your partner. Or your friend, because that's what they want to see your eyes roll to the back of your head. It's hard to differentiate. I don't know exactly it, who he's talking about. Brilliant. Um, the song that I gave a 10 was The Mind Bends to the Will of Its Own. Um, a drumming showcase, the change of pace throughout the song is fucking masterful. Restricted was a five. Um, the last lyric made me think of you, Taylor. Um, if I were you, I'd want to kill myself too. Um, and the last song, uh, Don't Ask, a five. It's a great epic to end the album. The third act of the song really just lays it, up, lays it down, ground and pound on an album that brings war from start to finish. Um, this is one of the three or four best albums I've gotten on the show. I, I just I could not stop jamming to it. Driving in this one was one of my fucking favorite 
favorite Drive albums I've had in a long time. I loved everything about it, the lyrics, the music, um, the drumming being at the forefront, and the, the rest of the band being great still, very tight. Didn't have to show anything off, because sometimes these metalcore bands, they have to go crazy with guitar solos, yeah. dueling guitar solos and things like that. The drummer sets the tone. The scream is fucking incredible. The lyrics are fucking brilliant. Um, I also found out that the name of the band is from the movie The Grey with Liam Neeson. Yep. Um, I, I, I just, I fucking loved it. I, I fucking loved it. It's a seven out of a seven out of five. Brilliant. Now, you, now you could see how, when I said last week that they were going to be fucking. Huge yeah, dude. I, I was listening to it. And I'm like, I, why have I not seen these guys live? Well, because this it, makes me want to throw the fuck down. Well, they, they fuck had, you, want to fight? Yeah. Well, I mean, like they haven't come around. Oh, a lot. I must just drink this. That you should have. <laughs> um, they, uh, but they haven't come around a lot because the album before this fall, I really, really enjoyed mm-hmm. too. But this is. I listened to that a little but, bit. But, this but was gets kicked it up. The, a level. the production level on it for specifically again what the drummer was doing. His change of pace and tempo throughout the album was so good. I I could not believe just how much I loved this and loved it more. The first time I listened to it, I'm like, I was like, damn, this is great. Listen to it again. I'm like, damn, this is fucking awesome. And I loved it more and more See? and more. Um, and I texted Josh and told him to listen to it. So Josh? Yep. Uh, so I'll, I'll just come off right the bat, right off the bat and say I give it a five. Yeah. Sweet. Fantastic. Um, Love it. And I love it in spite of itself. Dan will understand what I'm about to say. You okay. might not. I heard. I turned it on. I heard the, the music come in. I'm like, all right, here we go. Fucking drop C. It's going to Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't like when bands play in drop C tuning because to me it's fucking lazy and I hate it. But everything that they did was just so fucking tight. Yeah, dude. You it's know, Musically, it's great. Lyrically, <laughs> it's on another fucking yeah, level. Yeah, it's pure poetry. Um, I, I thought it was fucking incredible. My favorite song... Uh, was ultraviolet violence, dude? It's uh, so fucking good. so. I, every song's a five. It, There's not a song it, that I didn't like. It's sensational. It is apt. Everyone I've told to listen to it has hit me back like, "Holy shit! Holy shit!" It, he's literally been the background on my phone, dude. I, I when you that. said, I thought that your screen was cracked for a second. It almost it's, looks every, like everybody it. says that. Um, but everyone I've texted back, like one of them that I texted, my buddy Adrian, big metalhead, old school metalhead. He's one no of my brother's did. friends. He's one of my brother's friends. Sweet. Um, one of oh, um, he's the one that works at. Uh, he's Jimmy the Barber's son. Okay. Um, when I saw him a few months. Ago, I was telling about. I was like, "Yo, Taylor gave me this album that it was like this old metal band that was like early days, like '90s." He's like, "Oh, dude, at the gates." Yeah, he, like he knows his shit. So he was. Uh, I messaged it to him on my way home, and he's like, "All right, dude, yeah, yeah, fuck yeah." And then he goes, "All right, Akutama, this album sold me." Yeah, he's like, "I'm telling everyone about this album. Absolutely sensational. One of the best albums I've gotten on the show. And soon we're going to be doing our top ten albums and movies in a hundred episodes together. Big facts. Cool. So uh, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, fuck you." <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm really happy you both really enjoyed the record. So Loved it. Now going to the movie, uh, The Trial of the Chicago 7, written and directed by Aaron Sorkin. Yes. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a massive ensemble Dude, the cast. The cast is crazy. Uh, just, just off the top of my head, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Sasha Baron Cohen, uh, Michael Keaton, um, I forget Eddie, the, Eddie Remain. Uh, uh, Eddie Redmayne, I think. Um, Jeremy Strong is in this. The guy that played Nixon in Frost Nixon yeah. uh, was the judge. Dude. Um, the guy that played Dr. Manhattan in the Watchmen series, um, the, the one that was the Black Panther, fantastic. Uh, I think his name was Yair Abdul-Mateen II. Yeah. He was also, oh, you said he was already in Watchmen. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, so I actually found out that he is only, I think, three years out of Yale Drama School. Yeah. And he's already booking oh, dude, he's, massive he's roles. He's becoming a huge star. 
star. He, he's going to be. And, and and this was a perfect showcase to his talent. And he, he just won the Emmy for Watchmen, too, as Dr. Manhattan. It kind of, and this is kind of like, maybe, I, I, don't, I don't mean, I kind of don't mean how I'm going to say this, but like, it kind of sucks that like a performance like this, even though it is so powerful as, as, as Bobby Seale, um, is kind of like, you know. He, Secondary. I, He's it's 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 the token Black Panther thing in the 1960s and it, it sucks but 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 the thing but that's is the way it he was. brings so much life oh, to and the role energy. and he steals the and he's to me the scenes that he's in he steals the show I agree completely you know especially think, in the courtroom scenes I think a lot of the actors um I thought the oh yeah the other big star in it he's an Oscar winner Mark Reliance won for yes. Bridge of Spies he was great I think each actor got their own moment to kind of be in the spotlight so they did and th- and there's a bunch of different things so this movie is a culmination of a lot of things that I truly do with the um, is non-parallel storytelling. Yeah, going back and forth between and, and then as non-linear, the, non, yeah, yeah, non-linear Same storytelling. Um, you get absolute quick, quick and witty dialogue. You know, it's a, very every, funny at times. Every it's fucking hilarious at times. Yeah, and, but there's other times where I, I found myself throughout this movie saying, "No way." Fuck you! And, Are you fucking? And that kidding was all me? directed towards the judge. Yes, <laughs> and it was. He was great as the judge. Vile, vile, he was fucking vile, hateable. So it, it, this movie essentially um, t- tells the story of the Chicago Seven and the Chicago riots at the DNC in 1968, and it tells the story of the infamous Chicago Seven. So you have the, the the two main people, the three main people that you would definitely heard of, even if you don't know, you have definitely heard the name um, Abby Hoffman, yes. Jerry Rubin, and Tom Hayden. Yeah. Yeah. Were the big three, and then uh, I when they said Tom Dellinger, I'm like, Dellinger was a was a gangster. Yeah, yeah. Tom. And I'm like, no, a different guy, um, pacifist, conscientious objector. Oh, the bald guy, right? The tall yeah. bald guy. He's another really good actor. So he was in, um, he was in the founder uh, with Michael Keaton. Yes, he was like, in that. He was one of the McDonald's brothers. I, I just before we go on with the story, one thing that pissed me off in this movie, and this because I'm a resentful cunt, is when they put Eddie Remain in a scene with Michael Keaton because Eddie Remain won for playing fucking Stephen Hawking over Michael Keaton and Birdman movie where a guy needed it, and um, he should Michael where Keaton should have won. Guy needed yeah, it. yeah. 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 So, um, the Chicago Seven, um, they My, so, so it, it, again, it tells the story of these guys inciting riots when they really were just well, part of it, 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 it was part of it. And when the thing, so, the, the thing that it really told the story of was not a trial about crime, a political trial, and basically that LBJ decided not his Justice Department said we're not going to prosecute these guys, and then the Nixon Justice Department comes in and wait, wait for. Dog, oh, that's you want to water. Um, the Nixon Justice Department wanted to make a statement about anyone that goes against Vietnam, against Nixon. So they decided a year and a half later, we're going to prosecute these guys. I know I was going to say that until you told it. Sorry, sorry. Uh, so, <laughs> and then, but but the other thing that's cool about this, and I, I love trial movies like yeah. this, and, and no one does them better. Really, no one does. Uh, a few I mean, good men. I mean, a few good men. You got to see other stuff. I mean, like the newsroom, the West Wing is fucking Molly's game, stuff like that. Molly's game. This is only Sorkin's second full direct, yeah, correct debut. Um, so I, I, I've been listening to the podcast. They have a podcast, a seven part series where they chronicles, you know, the the filming and the behind the scenes. Oh, stuff. cool, cool. And they did like a thirty minute interview with Aaron Sorkin, and it's so interesting when you hear him talk about it because this was all Steven Spielberg's idea. Yeah, correct. Aaron this movie Sorkin was supposed to get made like ten years ago, two thousand eight. Two thousand eight. Yeah, two thousand eight was the original idea. Was the first draft of the script and then the crazy part about it was was that they went through so many directors and the craziest name I heard to direct this movie was dot 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 Ben Stiller yeah I saw that Ben, ben Stiller, Stiller was one state and then, state and then the listen he, he he decided to go a really you know similar good route in the secret life of Walter Mitty I actually really <laughs> liked that movie uh, and then so so my 
it's so hard because there's so much stuff to unpack because there's so much historical significance in this and there's so much and there's a couple things that are genuinely made up just to enhance of course the story. yeah dramatic effect so uh b- basically again it's about the chicago riots and what's happening is is that these guys are marching to, you know towards the um, dnc the dnc they couldn't get permits right so but you have all these different characters that are trying to get permits they're trying to legally peacefully protest correct and then everything starts unwinding because then they're brought uh, they're brought forth for inciting riots so now they're sitting in the courtroom state lines, yeah. crossing state lines and there's one particular cl- the, to me the climax of the movie is you know they're all on trial Sasha Baron Cohen as Abby Hoffman and Jeremy Strong as Jeremy as Jerry Rubin oh he was so funny as the pro- both of them I fucking died at both of them oh especially when they find out because the judge's name was Julius Hoffman yeah. and then Abby Hoffman no relation I was like I, I want the uh, I want the record to show that me and Mr. Hoffman have no relation father no <laughs> like dude he was great Sasha like Baron that. Cohen so the two things that I that I know for a fact definitely happened that were depicted very well in the movie was one when Jerry Rubin and Abby Hoffman showed up I think it was the second or third day of the trial and they're wearing judges robes yep judges robes and they're like you can't wear that take that shit off so they, they take it off and they're wearing cop uniforms underneath yeah that actually did happen yep. in court, just like when Larry Flint led fuck this court. Yeah, that actually, this did, court. That actually yeah. did happen. And then the really polarizing moment of the movie is when Bobby Seale, who the entire trial, he's really just roped in with these guys. Yeah. And he's also part of the Black Panthers. He's constantly telling the judge. He's denied my, representation. My, my attorney isn't here. He had gallbladder surgery. I, I, I wish for a motion to move, and they keep saying your lawyer's here. And the two guys that are representing like, the other guys. We don't represent him. They're like, we don't. Like, he's not our yeah, lawyer. Yeah. And they keeps, the judge keeps saying that, Julius Hoffman. And he is so fucking diabolical throughout this entire fucking process where I yeah. literally slammed my fist on the table and said, fuck this oh, fucking Oh, he was guy. infuriating. And he was so good because as a judge, you, you it's a very fine line walking between, like, um, just coming off as a dickhead judge and being imposing without screaming the whole time. And he was so intimidating. And and he, well, okay, so here's another funny thing behind the scenes that I learned about. So the guy, I forget his name. What's uh, Frank uh, uh, La, La, Lanagla, Lanagla, sure. Lanaga, um, he, yeah, Lanaga. I like it. And uh, so they said, Aaron Sorkin was like, you know, all the Laganella, guys, Laganella. Like, all the guys would, you know, segregate themselves because of like who they were working with primarily Correct. throughout the day. So Joseph Gordon-Levitt plays the main prosecutor, Schultz, and he's kind of off by himself. Mm-hmm. Main seven, you yeah. know, are there in a group? Bobby Seale wasn't really with them because after the trial, he goes to jail. Yeah, correct. You know, for uh, for uh, 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 a fucking homicide charge in and and for um, contempt of court, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think the exact count realistically was over 175 counts of contempt of yeah. court were issued by this piece of shit judge. Yep, and then was also found by the bar association to be 87 percent unqualified to be a judge. Correct. On top of all of that, yeah. Um, my favorite part of the movie is uh, Sasha Baron Cohen. He's sitting. He he takes the stand because they wanted Eddie Redmayne to take the stand. Correct. Tom Hayden, but then you found out that he misspoke at the actual thing. Correct. And that's was, what led to a kid getting uh, uh, everyone charging the cops Reiner. after his friend got struck. Uh, with, yeah, with a billy club. Yeah, so he gets hit with the billy club, and then you see the uh, if uh, he meant to say if it's going to be uh, if blood if uh, the streets will run, run with blood let, with our blood with uh, he was supposed to say our blood, but he misspoke. Yeah, if the streets are going to run with blood, let uh, them see it or something. Let, yeah, let, the, let the world. See it. Let the world yeah, see it. And he, but he meant to say, if the streets are going to run with our blood, let them see it. Right. And he yeah. misspoke, which then immediately, because he misspoke, yes, you incited a riot. Correct. So they let Abby Hoffman uh, take the stand. And the one thing that he said that really struck a chord with me, because it does resonate very much well, very much now to what's happening. There's so many par- the parallels to what's happening in and the last eight months. The big thing was um, 
Sasha Baron Cohen on the stand, and and you know he's being cross examined by the prosecutor, and he's like, "Do you have?" I forget the exact question was like, uh, "Like, like, do you have contempt for your government?" Yeah. And he goes, "I don't have contempt for my government, but it seems that my government has contempt for me." Yeah. And it was very. And again, this is uh, this is a very political thing because it, it it's true. It's what happened. Sure. The right vilifies peaceful protesters. Yeah. And the left. Wants to demonstrate, but then you get wackos that fuck it all up. For yeah, everybody. of course. You get people on, and the big thing in this one was it was proven, and it was proven. The reason LBJ did not prosecute his Justice Department is because they believed, and this was the big scene with Michael Keaton. Yes. That, and this, the, the, the judge wouldn't let the jury hear it, that the police are the ones that incited the riots. And it's been proven time and time again that that's what happened. What you want to take of that, what happens now, that's fine. Well, but that's where the parallel in today's world comes in. Well, that's why they said that, well, that's why they said, even with the people that were there, at the time, like there are very because now this is back in the forefront because now it's everywhere. Correct. Same thing like when the uh, when the uh, the people versus OJ came out, yes, everyone was yeah. immediately fixated with OJ Simpson again. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you know, people everybody, coming out. It's me, yours truly. Yeah, <laughs> like like everybody coming out and kind of now telling their story, eyewitness accounts of the Chicago riots, and they're saying that it's one thousand percent. You know, the the, the the Chicago PD started the riot. Yeah, correct. And they called it a police riot because they're the ones who incited it. Yeah, yeah. Which is the crazy now, part. Now the scene that I I loved. Um, um, and I, they, yeah, I'm pretty sure this is where you're going anyway. It was I, I love the whole movie, but the ending I thought was brilliant because it's actually what happened is Eddie Remain's character goes up there and um, he, instead of reading a statement that it's not politically charged like the judge requested, is he names all the troops that were killed in Vietnam since the time the trial started. And I thought that was really powerful and it happened in real life. Well, and the, the only thing that didn't happen, it wasn't Hayden didn't read it. It was not. Dellinger read it. Yeah, Dellinger read it. And also, the other, so again, you, you take... You take uh, you take There's artistic liberty. Artistic liberties with some certain things, like Dellinger never decked. Yeah, correct. Uh, uh, correct. Never decked anybody. Um, the other thing too was uh, the prosecutor played by Joseph Gordon-Levitt. His name was I think I think Robert Schultz. Yes. I could be getting yeah, my yeah. name wrong. Um, Robin. He, uh, sure. <laughs> he's viewed as he's have he's very conflicted initially when when the when the district attorney is giving him this case to be the lead prosecutor because he's reading and he's looking at all the but evidence this, and he's saying he's like these charges aren't these, correct but these guys didn't incite riots they didn't meet each other until that day yeah yeah so like how there was no conspiracy how was there conspiracy exactly and the guy that played the uh, the attorney general who is another fucking great actor whose yes, name I'm I forgetting forget his name yeah um, he was he played um, Falcone in uh, Batman Begins he did yeah but so again and as the trial goes on, you know, you start to see, like, when Bobby Seale gets beaten, he gets fucking gagged and, and chained Yeah, that up scene was be, really hard to watch. To be in the courtroom. It wasn't just that one day. That actually yeah, did happen. Yeah, it was over time. And it was over, like, three-week period. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Schultz did not declare the mistrial. Correct. Um, I believe it was, I, I forget who it was. It was somebody else in real life, but Schultz did not declare the mistrial. He he was he was represented as someone who was very conflicted with yeah, the arguments. Yeah, kind of turned his character into a composite. Yes, as more of a compassionate character. Correct, correct. And in real life, people who actually knew this guy and knew him as a prosecutor say, no, he said, fuck that. I'm putting these guys away. Yeah, which it's at, that, at the end of the day, as a prosecutor, that I is mean, your job. That's your job, And that's sure. the problem, that it comes down to wins and losses, what determines your career when, you know, um, I'm not going to say anything about anyone that's there right now, Kamala Harris, um, but, um, you know, sometimes it's not as important, but regardless, um, I had a feeling you'd love this movie. <laughs> I don't. Do we even have to give it a grade? No, it's a ten. It, it's, it's a it's a thirty, it's a, dude. I knew you'd love it. It's just so, it's so compelling. It's so well done. It, it balances the um, the the tension without you know any. Uh, when it, I like the tension that builds up to actually showing you the riots yeah. happening. I thought that was brilliant. Um, so I, I love that Jeremy I, Strong stopping those guys from raping the girl was a really so good scene. I don't like that. I well, actually I, I got it wrong. I like that you don't see the riots until an hour into the. And that's what I mean. You build up and you're kind of wondering, like you know what happened, but you want to see like how they tell it. 
um, and it adds to the flavor of the film because it's also building to the climax of the case itself. And uh, just for me right now, it's my favorite movie of the year. It's it's I don't know if I've seen one that I thought was better and more entertaining. It's worked its way into one of my all time favorites because I'm still thinking about it. I want to go. Oh, I've watched I've watched it twice already. I want to go home and watch it again. Yeah, Um, I bought the book, The Trial of the Chicago Seven, so I'm waiting for that to come. Hell yeah, dude! Because I just finished the Chaos book. Oh, it's so good. I gave gave it to my dad because I told my dad about it. Yeah, I go, Dad, you have to read. He's gonna be like, I was one of them. I go, Dad, (laughs) Dad, like this is like Manson worked for the CIA. Yeah, dude. Goes, yeah, of course he did. Sure, and then of course read it. This flat, you know. We didn't I had a couple. Moon. I had a couple people that said like thought I was crazy. Then they read it. They're like, oh shit. But uh, I'm glad you loved it. Um, so your pick for this week, Taylor. I'm going between. Oh, I have to figure out. I'm, the I'm going between two movies. Um, one is a um a heavier drama. It's not like uh like it's not like gr- crazy graphic, but it's heavy. It's a heavy movie. Okay. Um, the other one is a, a black comedy. Um, so I want you. It's not a. It's not like a Tyler Perry movie. It's a black comedy. So I wow. want you to decide what you'd rather have. So what? Uh, black comedy and who? Um, and like, oh, what's the other movie? Yes. It's like a heavy drama, like, but it's a fucking awesome movie. Yeah. So I, but the black comedy I like a lot too. But I, I could see, I could see you loving one of these and hating the other. But I don't know which one. So give me, because I'm kind of in that. I'm kind of in the mood for like really good dramas. After okay. That. So give me that. All right. I told you about this movie. Um, you know, we're back to you watch A24. I listen. Um, this movie's called A Prayer Before Dawn. Uh, this stars Joe Cole, who plays John Shelby on Peaky Blinders. Um, this is a this is a true story. Um, I got to remember the guy's name, but uh, hold on. Let me pull it up. Billy Moore. It's about... You're one of them, huh? When you're trying to find something, you go... Yeah, yeah. Billy Moore is his name. He is a guy that was an addict living in Thailand. Oh, cool. And he got arrested for stealing, and he got thrown into a Thai prison. That's awesome. Um, remember, this is a very, very true story, and they used actual Thai prisoners to film this. Okay. Um, and he goes in there. He was a boxer as well, and he becomes a highly trained and decorated Muay Thai kickboxer. But Ooh. his build-up to that point is, think about what the worst parts of a Thai prison okay. happening to you. They happen to him. Um, but this is uh, an incredible movie. It, I would put it among the most underrated A24 movies, but there are some scenes where you're going to be like, holy shit. Shit. Holy really? shit. Holy shit. Uh, he is fucking great in this movie. Uh, if you ever see fights of Billy Moore, he he personifies exactly what he was doing. Um, it, the, the Muay Thai scenes are great, but the scenes that where he's really getting the, put to the grind in the Thai prison are fucking brutal. Okay. Um, so my pick for you this week is A Prayer Before Dawn. A Prayer Before Dawn. All yes. Right. So my pick this week, uh, we're gonna stick with metal because I just feel I, yeah I, yeah I'm you're on a roll kick you're on a roll and I have a feeling that roll is gonna come to a tremendous halt. Okay, very good. So the album this week is from a band that we like to make fun of a lot. Oh no, is it Five Finger Death Punch? No. Okay, they're actually not terrible. <laughs> okay. F- uh, no, yeah, you almost said it. Uh, so the band is called Ready Josh. You ready? The band is called Attila. Natella. Attila. Attila. Like, like Attila the Hun. How's it spelled? A T. Uh, sure. And, uh... Sure. Oh, great, thanks. <laughs> no, it's A-T-T-I-L-I-A, I think. I don't okay. know. But, and the album is called About That Life. Oh, come on, dude. No. <laughs> is he giving me something just so I hate it? Yeah. Is it that bad, Josh? Sucks. Okay. So, it's... I'm gonna go in open-minded. I've been doing okay. that. Okay, so I understand why Josh says it sucks. I say... It does. I say... <laughs> It doesn't entirely stink, but it's way too over the top. Okay, good. So 
I don't even want to say anymore don't, because don't. You I just want to go. Understand. I want to go in raw dog. So, so my other thing too is that even though uh, the lead singer of this band, who's uh, Chris Franzak uh, or Franzilla from Attila, he was Ugh. he's the lead singer. He's been a part of that band since he was 14 years old. Did you say Franzilla from Attila? That's what he calls himself. I'm giving this album a zero. Franzilla from <laughs> Attila, dog. That's what he calls himself. Well, so uh, does so, he wear his own band shirts too? Well, actually, he, well, he, he, hands, he uh, wears his own clothing line. Stay sick. Okay, if it's your clothing line, that's one thing. Um, sure. But I'll t- I have a lot of respect for this guy because he's in this crazy metal band that you're about to listen to. He's he calls himself the metalcore millionaire because he really like he really does have that kind of money. Like he's a crazy okay. good businessman. He has a lot of money. Uh, that's good. Um, he ha- now he <laughs> has. I'm being serious. That's good. I wasn't now, trying to be a lot. N- 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 now he has. A, now he has like this crazy OnlyFans thing that he tried. Uh, dude, it's uh, fucking. Uh, it's <laughs> ridiculous. Is he like? What's his name again? For, for, what is he Franz. called? Fran- Franzilla from Attila. Fr- Franzilla from Attila's asshole on OnlyFans. Five dollars, you get to see the taint. Ten bucks, you get to see the asshole. I guess, dude. I <laughs> it's don't just know. His music playing in the back. I, no, no, I no, dude. Uh, apparently, he makes like full blown pornos now. I, I, all right, okay. I'm gonna find one of his pornos. And I'm gonna listen to the album at the same time, uh, but it's no not November, so I can't fucking tug. Well, um, uh, so and but like out, outside of all that, and like Franz is a very outspoken kind of guy. Like obviously, okay, like we saw Senses fail when oh, when, when, oh, Buddy, I got you. when Buddy was talking, shit, was, was talking shit about Franz specifically. Yeah. Um, this is the song where at the time, again, I'm saying it at the time, it was crazy because one of the breakdowns he goes now. Uh, so who's the faggot now? Oh, is literally okay. one of the lines. Gotcha, gotcha. And it's it's a it's interesting. Thing just to like being well, around. I remember if, when that album the, came out and liking it, and then seven years later, like, ooh, what was I thinking? Okay, kind but of? is he is he saying who's the faggot now in the context of like um of like people who were bullying him, calling okay, him a piece of so, shit? Okay, so so that brings me. There's this uh, a classic music video where a uh, classic song, um, the Dire Straits. Um, yeah, the I want my MTV. You know, no, that, that's not Dire. No, Straits. No, I'm, I'm trying to remember the name. Of, you know which one I'm song, yes, song yes, I'm talking yes, about? Yes. Color TV. Uh-huh. In the lyrics. He says that little faggot, and they banned that song in Canada at one point. But the whole song is about the elites making fun of people lesser than them. Oh, it is very straight. No, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. Um, so uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm gonna go into this open minded. See how it is. Hi, landlord. Hi, landlord. How are you? Um, uh, she's coming to take the. the Yo, that's, the a gra- dog. that's a great sweatshirt. Hogwarts waitlist. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> um, so all right, cool. Uh, Josh, do you like anything by this band? Nope. Uh, nothing. Nothing. Nothing about them. Either. Nothing. No, nothing about them. No okay. song that they. Have have none of their fans sorry taylor i'm gonna try to like it to spite josh (laughs) so we'll see um again i will say their original stuff from like 2010 2009 is genuinely good like basic metalcore i'm gonna go on open-minded right here is when they start getting really ridiculous and the other thing too is that if i can give any credit to anything franz really is a phenomenal screamer and his locals are very shallow. Let me put it to you okay. like that. They're very shallow. All right, I'm going it open-minded. But um, all right, let's start out. Taylor, what'd you watch this week? Uh, Trial of Chicago Seven. I watched a whole lot of nothing. I watched the Broncos lose to the fucking Falcons. Very good. Um, I won. I watched the Dolphins beat the Cardinals, and it won me three hundred dollars. Very nice. Preston Williams, Dolphins defense. Why is it, Why is it the first two touchdowns? I know. And then um. Really, nothing else. I haven't really had time. I've been playing a lot of uh, Nintendo Switch, you know, as the big man child that I am. I'm playing Pikmin. Very good. I've been playing Pikmin 3 because okay. I need to play some Pac Man? Pikmin. That sounds like Pac Man. 
It's sure. like the the shitty like knockoff is Pikmin that you get at like just a buck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, Pikmin is genuinely good. Also, because like I said, I played Bloodborne for so long, and it was you so need something lighthearted. I need to play something silly like that or Stardew Valley, which is a, which is a fun game. Fair. I get this fucking massive com- computer with a GTX i9, and it's sitting there collecting dust. Two thousand dollar computer, and I'm playing a sixteen bit fucking farm simulator. Yep. <laughs> Josh, what'd you watch? Uh, I Sip really, I didn't, I didn't have a lot of time this week. I just watched The Mandalorian. Yeah, um, watched Mandalorian. Um, I finished Community. Loved it. I love the finale. I uh, got the landlord watching it now. I decided uh, after Taylor and Bob talked about it for seven months to give Brooklyn Nine Nine another shot. So I'm going through that now. What do you think so far? Um, I I like it. And what uh, episode are you at? I'm on episode five of season one. Um, I only started again yesterday. Um, there's some things I like. I like where it's going because I watched most of the first season, so I've seen some of it. But I'm going in more open minded. I forgot how, how hot how, the two women on it are Santiago how, and Rosa. How great is the everything you got guy? Oh, that's fucking fun. Oh, the the Elmo. Uh, yeah, everything you uh, got. He, he's the funniest part so far. He's and the hilarious. and the 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 captain is fucking great too. Um, uh, the, the, the gay black <coughs> captain. Yeah, and then outside of that, I just watched entirely too much Fox News and CNN this week. Um, you too, Josh. Yeah. Was that on just in the background most of the time? Yeah, I've made um, it a point to not watch any fucking. News. I, I you know what as a as someone that loves American history and specifically presidential history, oh. I. I've watched every fucking election since I could remember. Go, I became fascinated with it in the 2000 election. Um, obviously, that was such a pivotal sure. time in American Florida. history. Yeah. So I, since then, I, every election, I'm just glued to it. And oh, this happened wait. to be, and I was off for the three days, which was fucking great. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but yeah, it was a lot of that, and then football. Oh, but um, wait, hold on. So I, I did watch something else, and I told you guys in the group chat, but I want to say it on the show because how fucking dumb it is. Yes. Yes. So you I, I, I'm a massive fan of the show Top Gear before uh, Clarkson, uh, May, and Hammond. Uh, Left the show and did their own thing on Amazon Prime, the Grand Tour. Okay, so they did about twenty-two seasons or series on the BBC um, over there in uh, the UK. And I'm looking forward to everywhere. It used to be on Netflix. Used to watch them all the time. But then when they got can- shit canned from the show, they fucking took them off completely. Now Matt LeBlanc is on the show. Matt cool. LeBlanc, sweet. And uh, great. I've been trying to wants. find the Joey. I've been trying to find the specials that they do, the episodes that they do, all the series. So I finally Google it. I'm like, where the fuck can I watch Top Gear? And the top fucking link is Motor Trend. And I'm like, what do you mean Motor Trend has an app? So I click on it, and it's like, yeah, you can- every single season you of Top Gear is on asshole. there. Asshole, subscribe you- to this. Five four ninety nine a month. <laughs> I got seven days free, and I got four ninety nine a month to fucking auto uh, to Motor Trend. And you're not you're gonna forget to unsubscribe. It's only five dollars. Yeah, I know it's not that big of a deal. Um, like I have a subscription now to Motor. Trend, all right, we're gonna. I play, don't give a fuck. It's your birthday, Taylor. Your birthday passed. We're gonna play Taylor trivia. Okay. Now this is gonna be Josh and I competing in Taylor trivia. Um, you have to confirm the answers, and uh, I will confirm your answer for you. All right, so we'll start out. What does that mean? You know. Um, Stop it, doing it, that. Um, how old is Taylor now, Josh? Uh, Taylor is now 30. 29. Okay. 29. Um, Real nice. What is Taylor's favorite movie? Twister. Twister. Lord of the Rings. Okay, fair. I figured... Twister I, I, is a close second, right. so that that's that's fair. Okay, what is Taylor's favorite album? Um, you know this. No, I don't. No, you I, do. I'm, I gave okay. it to you. I, I'm going to say Valencia's We All Have a Reason. We Only Need a Reason to Believe. Uh, now that he said it, I want to say it, but I was my initial thought sure. was going to be uh, homesick. That's pretty. That was that's pretty fucking close. So I, I would give Josh a pass there. Okay. I, I that was my favorite album when it came out, and it still is my favorite a, a day to remember record until Common Courtesy. Okay, but which one is the right answer? We only need a reason to believe. Okay, so. it's, it's one tattooed on my back. Okay, so I have. Uh Two points. Josh has uh, one. No, you don't have any, actually. No, he has one. Okay, I, you're I give, give him, him one. I give him okay. one for homesick, for sure. All right. 
What is the most hot dogs Taylor has eaten in one day? Well, th- this is unfair because you were with him. Okay, that but, is but, facts. but the number is, is subjective. So, right. Um, I'll, let, really, I'll, I'll let you go first. Okay, so you guys went to Paul's place. You went to Rutt's Hut. You went to Hot Grill. I'm going to guess he had at least two at each place. So that would put the number at six. But you definitely went to a couple of other places aside from those three. So I'm going to go with nine. Uh, I believe the answer is 12. The correct answer is 12. Okay. okay. And it wasn't the hot dog day. Yeah. It was close. <laughs> The hot dog day was 10, and then I got really sick. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the most hot dogs I ever ate, I got very drunk at a minor league baseball game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When, I was, when I was living in Port St. Lucie. And I went, and that was the day uh, Tim Tebow hit a walk-off home run. And I had 12 hot dogs because it was dollar beer, dollar hot dog night. So I went up with a $20 bill. I said, give me 10 beers, 10 hot dogs. Yeah. And then, boom, there we go. And then I just had two more after that. All right, so three to one. All right, next question. When is the last time Taylor was happy? <laughs> Uh, a birth. <laughs> no, yesterday. Yesterday you were happy? Yeah. That's right. a mean question. I don't want to answer okay, it. Okay, fine. Um, you know, Josh, I take back every mean thing I've ever said about do, you. Does Taylor want an Annie Ends right now? Yes. yes. Dude. <laughs> yes, always yes. All right, so we both get points. Four to two. The answer's always yes. Um, what tattoo does Taylor like most? Um, That one. The bird. Okay, I'm going to say it's the one for Chief. Yeah, my grandfather. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah, okay, okay. Five yeah. to two. What tat- that's, that's a close second, though. All right, what, what tattoo does Taylor regret most? <laughs> the fucking Foo Fighters. <laughs> no, the year tattoo that I haven't gotten yet. <laughs> no, it's what it is the Foo Fighters one. Right, right now, yeah, yeah. Tattoo. So it's uh, I'm not six, mad six, that three. I have it. I'm mad. Why is it on my ankle? Okay. How much money has Taylor spent on mutt in his life? Oh, dude, come on. That's hard. <laughs> uh, just, uh, it's like Price is Right. You can't overbid. All right, so you've been playing mutt for probably five years More now, than right? that because he got me to start playing it five years ago. Right. So and, I've, and, like, I, and I was playing. I've been playing it for a solid seven years. All right, so you've been playing mutt for a solid seven years. I'm going to guess, so, dude, uh, seven years. Let's Josh, say, the number hurts. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna, bro. You've you've dropped at least a thousand dollars on. Okay, money. I'm gonna go ahead and say at least three thousand because I think you spend at least five hundred on packs every season. Higher five thousand, ten thousand, Bob. Seven thousand. <laughs> Seven thousand. So I didn't overbid. I had the closest one. I get the point there. No, that doesn't. Price is right rules. I didn't overbid. All right. It's like if you bid a dollar and he, everyone else builds. He comes up with the game, then makes the rules. No, I said he makes, makes well. the rules as I'm we go. I'm sorry. Or fine. Yeah. I won't take a point on that and one. Bends the rules as we go. But yes. Okay. Thanks for letting everybody know I spent seven grand on mutt. <laughs> All right. If you look- in like seven years. All right. Hold it, on. Hold on. Hold on. What? What are you doing? Pulling up music. Uh. Okay. Okay. Where was um, this the whole time? If you look in Taylor's phone right now, when is the last time he got a match on Tinder? I'm gonna I'm this, gonna go this first. This one's mean too. No, no, it's Why not. Why do I have to be mean? I'm gonna say six days ago. Uh, I, I haven't opened Tinder in six months. <laughs> okay, but if we're going based on six months ago, looking at it, if that, if you if today was six months ago, I'm gonna say six days. I'll, I'll, I'll go with a week, a solid week. I don't know. It's it's uninstalled on my phone. <laughs> okay, so. Uh, I'll just give you both a point. Okay, that, fine. About that. What animal would Taylor say he is the most like? I'm going to say a gorilla. 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 <laughs> I'll, uh. uh I don't know, dude. I'll go. Just, I'll go gorilla too. Bear, bear. Okay, that was my second guess. Um, next question would be, what animal is Taylor actually the most like? This is an easy one. Is it? I think it is. 
I think, of course you do. You fuck, because it's you know I diabolical what your answer is. I don't know. I'll stick with gorilla on this one. I'm going to say uh, panda, <laughs> tau tau. <laughs> so what is it? you made the questions, didn't you? Yeah, of course now, he uh, did. The, the landlord gave some assistance. Of course. Um, does nothing ta- about this is nice <laughs> collusion. Yes, is. Wait, does Taylor resent being the son? <laughs> I resent Taylor trivia because Taylor trivia, <laughs> Taylor Taylor trivia is starting to sound a lot like Kaluji comes alive. <laughs> no, it's not. I don't. I don't, I don't stand by this. No, I stand with Taylor. It's today. a yes or no question. Does Taylor resent being the son? No, Taylor resents this. All of this that's happening. <laughs> I no, also say wrong. he doesn't resent being the son. Just next question. Okay, the last question is: How many times has Josh watched Endgame? <laughs> I'm going to say 23. Oh, he's got to be in the 30s by now. I don't know. I, I'm not counting anymore. <laughs> it's got to be over 30. Oh, that was fun. But either way, Josh, I appreciate you standing up for me because that none of that was none of that was nice. Um, Except for the tattoo ones. The tattoo ones were fun. Um, all right. So the next thing we have here. Uh, but you see how we started? <coughs> favorite album, favorite movie. That's the way you did this. it. I started at regular questions for his trivia too, and then it just evolved into nonsense. So, um, yeah, but no, it was just nonsense. It wasn't mean. It was a little mean at times. No, I don't remember it really being that mean. Mm. There was at least one weight question in there. Okay, but that's fair. Well, I should have brought put in a weight question then. Actually, no, I think the exact question was, do you think Josh resents heart, uh, whatever whatever you have? <laughs> uh, hypertension? That's the one, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, all right, so guys, uh, we lost Alex Trebek this week. Um, you know, it's crazy. We were talking about it. I'll like what things that did suck you know, for well, a thousand, man, that, Alex. You know, Alex Trebek was a game show host. Yeah. And he was a, one of the best game show hosts. And the world is going to miss Alex Trebek on Jeopardy. I will take terrible tweets from a douchebag for <laughs> seven hundred, Alex. Um, yeah, we. Uh, yeah, Why did it take me so long. To um, that out? I, I at first it was like, "What's he doing?" It sounds like a Pete Carroll rant. But um, yeah, so we we start we started talking about Trebek um, when he first got diagnosed like a year ago now. Well, and this what, motherfucker was still hosting regularly. So uh, I think it was his last taped episode is was taped two weeks ago and it will air, I believe, they, on Christmas. I think Day. it's thirty. 35 episodes left. Um, his last episode will air on Christmas Day. Yeah, and, uh, you know, if you made a Mount Rushmore, we love playing Mount Rushmore of game show hosts, um, you probably start out with uh, Richard Dawson from um, the dating game. Uh, if you remember on Mallrats, he goes, all right, Dawson, the, no, no, we're not here for the dating game. I don't I don't know. Um, but then you do Bob Barker, Pat, sure. Pat Sajak, Alex Trebek. But I think Alex Tre- Trebek is like the the uh, the best of them. He is, uh, you know, whoever steps into that role, those are the biggest fucking shoes to fill. Well, I think it should be Ken Jennings. That's what I'm Ken hoping Jennings for. Ken Jennings was a very good Jeopardy contestant. He was a good Jeopardy and guy. Is he the best uh, one? He, yes, most winningest. No, I, I'm, I'm doing a tweet, too. Oh, cool, cool, yeah, please. Yeah, yeah this is... This Oh, sorry, I ruined the bit. No, no, this is a verbatim tweet. Uh, It should definitely be Ken Jennings because Ken Jennings was a great Jeopardy champion. He was on Jeopardy for a very long time, and he knows a lot of the answers to the questions. Dude, he needs a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking that last part. He knows a lot of answers to the questions. I don't know know if that part is is worth. Wouldn't it be a podcast? It'd be a dudcast. Oh my god, dunscast. Um, But uh, you know, I was bummed out to see that. I I grew up. My mom watches to this day. Watches Jeopardy every day, so it was on all the time. Me and the landlord watch Jeopardy most nights. Um, You know, you play it. Everyone, and you have to. Even if you get the answer right, you're not right if you're watching it with someone. If you don't answer it. In the form of a question, correct? All right, I was a little off. Wow. I was a little off. Ken what? Jennings is the best choice. Knows so much trivia and easily the best Jeopardy contestant they ever had. 
Wow, he finished recording episodes two weeks ago and did enough till Christmas. Showed how hard he worked, even though everything going on. What? That sounds like when uh, Dennis is reading the speech Charlie writes for him on It's Always Sunny. <laughs> yeah. Democracy good, Republican bad. Yeah. Um, I love but, that. Uh, it sucks. It's it's a, it's weird to imagine Jeopardy without him. Um, and it's it's crazy. I saw a funny ass meme. It was uh, Daryl Hammond as Sean Connery. It says, "Beat you to it, Trebek." Um, yeah, yeah, did yeah. you see the ten minute video I sent you on Twitter? Oh, of, dude, uh, it was fucking great. Dude, the one that made me laugh the hardest, and it was so dumb. It, the, the category was um, S words, and the S is in in quotes. And he goes, "I'll take swords for four hundred. Little tits now, anal bum cover. An anal bum cover is my favorite. Catch." Catch the semen for catch these men, um, but yeah, but this this is the sound a doggy makes. Moo. He goes, he goes no. He goes, he goes no. It's a sound your mother made last night. I just love that. He just so like moo. Oh my god, that's still uh, one of my favorites. The final Jeopardy stuff was always like you know uh, it's like so, I'm sorry, Alex Trebek is such a fruit. Yeah, Trebek is such a fruit. But um, we will miss Alex Trebek. I think everyone is uh, kind of in um, together on this one. Uh, he, he he was. It, it was it was a warm and gentle guy who really who really like you loved when you stayed home as a kid and you would watch Jeopardy or no you would watch Maury and then as you a watched, family you would watch well Jeopardy, Jeopardy was on at seven it was the Price is Right you watch on a sick day at eleven o'clock yes, every t- well, that's at CBS the and, and then, then the Young and the Restless you know, and, would start. And, and then you would watch Jeopardy you realize what an idiot you actually are yeah and um, the the other things that are coming out now are the videos of him just shitting on people when they're dumb the funniest one is from a recent episode like three four months ago this dorky girl is out there and she's you know when they do that thing where they come around and they ask you about your hobbies yeah. and this girl's like she's an ugly girl but she looks like a loser uh-huh. and she she's like I do nerdcore rap um you rap about he's like what is that you rap about sci-fi and uh, pop culture and uh having a hard time finding romantic partners and Alex goes ah Losers, yeah. <laughs> and there was that one category where it was football, and none of the people knew the answers. Um, literally every single one, they didn't. Know, they didn't know what a fair catch was. They didn't know uh, who Tom Landry was. Uh, and the last question was a thousand dollar one, and goes, uh, um, "The Minnesota Vikings had a formative defensive line in 1972, going by the this nickname." And it's silent. And he go, and like no one buzzes in. He goes, "If you guys get this one." I'm gonna kill myself. I'm gonna. I'm gonna die. Is what he says. Um, so, uh, 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 who is the purple people eaters? Yes, Alex? correct. So we send a you watch. I listen salute to the great Alex Trebek. Um, guys, uh, do you want to? I have two questions for you. When you go away, would you rather stay at a hotel, mm-hmm. okay, or at an industrial landscaping company? Oh my god! <laughs> Come on, that is some funny fucking shit. It's so stupid. How does that happen? But I, I, I give the, I give that guy a lot of credit. The guy that owns like, the place? You know what? No, no, no. I give the guy a lot of credit because he booked the wrong place and, and he, he did it anyway. And he, he's like, well, I did it. Fuck and it. And I, the, the memes that are coming out now are so fucking funny. One of them is uh, uh, Giuliani booked a, a speech at the Ritz, and it's him standing in front of a display of Ritz crackers. <laughs> I saw what? Hold on, I think I sent this one to the landlord before that made me laugh pretty fucking hard because they're just dumb at this point. It says, and you may find yourself across the street from a crematorium, and you may find yourself next door to a dildo store. You may find yourself at a press conference, and you may find yourself in front of a landscaping business, and you may ask yourself, well, how did I get here? <laughs> so, nice little Talking Heads tribute. What a uh, Cold Stone crematorium. Oh, my God. Um, so, did, Taylor, did you listen to the new System of a Down? I haven't had a chance to, but from what, you've tell, what you told me, it's a very, it falls very short of the mark. Josh, would you agree? 
I, not good. I, when really? I, I woke up at 6 a.m. and I was like, new system of a down, no shit. And I listened to the first song and like two minutes in, I'm sitting there waiting for it to get like to become system of a down. It just never came. And it, yeah, the girls never came. Yeah, and yeah. I was I was just so. And then the second song might have been worse. I, I don't know. Yeah, like, the second song was I, I didn't like. The first song was like, eh. The second song was not good. It didn't have those system breakdowns and the change. I don't. I, I That's one of the big reasons why. Like, I like Mesmerize and Hypnotize. I didn't love them as much as the first two albums. Because I didn't like Surge doing more and more singing. Or not Surge, Darren. Because yeah. Surge is such an iconic voice and a unique voice. And Darren's not a bad singer. But then there were songs where it was just Darren singing. Like Lonely I, Day. I, I liked it a lot. I think Lonely Day is a very good it song. It is a good song. No, it's a good song. But I, when System comes back for the first time in 15 years, I want to hear fucking Surge riffing, dude. I, I, I'm not, I don't want toxicity type no, shit. I don't, I, because they're not, that's not them anymore. No, like, of course not. But, but like, give, the, me, give the, me something. The music isn't even like System of a Down. Yeah, like, see, it's, like that's the same thing. Like, if Rage was the like outside of reunion, like if they released new music tomorrow and it didn't sound anything like a pissed off Democrat getting pissy, yeah, you know what I mean. Then I'm not. It just, like it. I, I, it was very, very disappointing. First time in 15 years, I wake up to it and I just wanted to go back to sleep and not wake up. Um, Taylor, did you see that dude in the UFC? Um, uh, Rami, R- Ramez, uh, I can't even say this guy's name. His ear ripped off yeah, on center. Gross. Yo, that was one of the most thing. gnarly injuries I've ever seen in the sport. I've never seen an, an ear ripped off. I mean, the last. Last time I saw an ear <laughs> was James Thompson and Kimbo Slice when his ear exploded on CBS. Uh, Mick Foley and the Undertaker. Well, that was pretty ridiculous too. Um, okay. Actually, no, that wasn't even that match. That was um, it, it kind of got oh, a little no, it torn. Was Vader. It was Vader in Japan. He got caught in the ropes. Yeah. Um, but there was some good UFC news this week. Uh, Rafael Dos Anjos was is supposed to be fighting on Saturday. His opponent pulled out with a COVID te- a COVID positive, um, and they're trying to find an opponent. No one's stepping up. Motherfucker, this guy Paul Felder. I fucking love him. Yeah. On five day. Five days notice at 155. That usually when you take a fight on short notice in a main event, all right, no five rounds, three rounds. He's like, no, I could do five rounds. He's training for like a triathlon in March. Yeah. He's ready to go. He's cutting the weight. Paul Felder fucking rules. Yeah, he's, a, he's and, fucking and he's even guy. saying like, if I win this fight, I might retire. He's like, I know the end is near. I just want to get as much time in as I can. Yeah, why not? I mean, listen, <laughs> and he's be, great on commentary. It's a what? Uh, what is he? He's a he's a main event. It's a main event. It's a main fight, event. Fight. Yeah, yeah. Fuck it. Why not? Yeah, That's dude. a big payday. And a former champion, Dos Anjos, um, company guy, great on commentary. Big fan. Um, we got other big UFC news today. Uh, Conor McGregor versus Dustin Poirier 2 is signed for UFC 257 on January 23rd. That, that's the fight I need uh, to see. I'm stoked. Um, it's at 155, which is, I think, Conor's best weight class. Uh, I'm fucking hyped. It, it, there's a different aura to a Conor fight. There's no denying it. Poirier, obviously, is a great fighter. Uh, he's improved a lot since Connor and him fought the first time when Connor brained him. Yep. But Connor's improved a lot since then too. Um, and the one thing that Connor was great at that killed Poirier in the first fight, and that, I want to mention that first fight was at 145. Yep. Poirier was drained, so was Connor. But the one thing that killed Poirier in that fight that is still there, and it's probably better than it was then, is the precision of Connor McGregor. He's a sniper. Yep. He so, fucking catch you with uh, that left straight. I, I can't wait for that. Um, Sasha Baron Cohen did announce his next target. He said, he said he took, you know, he took quote unquote, he's being facetious, took down Trump. Says Mark Zuckerberg's next. I would love to see if he could infiltrate Facebook. If he can infiltrate Facebook, Twitter, I, 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 I whatever. Think, I think he could do it. Well, he gave that speech like a year ago when he was talking about the dangers of social media and how, you know, if Hitler was alive now, that would be his number one propaganda well, tool. Well, th- that was the same thing I heard, you know, when uh, the, the last Alex Jones uh, interview on Rogan with Tim Dillon. Yes. Um, that Sasha Baron Cohen wanted to silence Alex Jones. 
Um, well, again, I, listen, again, it's all hearsay, whatever Alex Jones says. I, I get where you know Sasha I mean? Baron Cohen is coming from because if you allow so much disinformation to get out there and misinformation, and you, I, I, I'm a total champion of free speech, and I think people should be allowed to make their own decisions, of course, what, what information they take in, how they consume it. But I do think that social media companies like Facebook should not be prop, profiting off of it, which is what Facebook is doing, which I think is what his point is. Right, um, of course. They take money for ads and shit like that, so that's the thing I'm going to be interested in seeing. Um, the next thing I have here before we do... Oh, um, uh, uh, Chappelle on SNL was great this week. Uh, I missed it. I just haven't had time oh, to dude, watch d- stuff like The that. opening monologue was great. Um, Josh, I know you agree, um, but uh, the biggest thing, the, the, the skit they do right after the opening monologue mm-hmm. is about firing Aunt Jemima and Uncle Ben. Oh, God. Dude, it is so goddamn funny. If you watch watch the monologue and watch that, that's all you need. Really? That's um, the rest of it? Uh, no, it was actually... I was shocked at how funny the episode was. It was a first time Josh did you watch the full SNL or just the beginning parts of it uh, I watched probably up to weekend update uh, the weekend update was funny and I usually don't think it's that good anymore but it was actually very funny and uh I, I, Kate I, McKinnon I do, doing Giuliani had me fucking dying laughing I do like Jost and Michael Che a lot I, I like Che a lot I, I think they're better writers I like Colin Jost a lot I, I like Jost because he's banging Scarlett Johansson that well, the, jerk off I mean that is I, I don't give a shit about that I, I, I more or less like I think, I'm fucking horny I'm doing No Nut November I want to fuck that, that's your own <laughs> you have no one to blame but yourself for true. that true but uh no I, I like when they do like when they write each other's jokes and then they read them yeah yeah air. that's funny and it's always racially it's always racial stuff that yeah michael writes for dude uh, it's uh uh che had a line on weekend update this week he was literally drinking a glass of whiskey up there like yeah. the, the cast seems so loose and fun and obviously it's because trump lost and we know that it's liberal we get it sure. if you want to cry that it fine but he goes apparently donald trump is saying that if he um he's gonna have to be forcibly removed by the secret service kicking and screaming and he goes che goes Good. And he <laughs> takes a drink. Um, but uh, Chappelle was great. Um, the monologue was great. And like I said, that got to watch that fucking skit. But uh, an episode of Chappelle's show got removed from HBO Max and Netflix. If you had to guess what episode it is, unless you know already, what episode do you think it is? Uh, probably the Clayton Bigby episode. Uh... See, that's a hard... I, I would, yeah, probably say Clayton Bigby. See, but my issue with that is if you do that, there's so many other skits that are open to interpretation. The episode that was removed was what if the internet was a real place? Really? Because... You know, you know what's but, funny? But why? Because it's accurate. No. Because Ron Jeremy is in the fucking uh, bay. So uh, I actually have a little bit more of understanding. But you, but the, the thing I have an issue with is when you remove that episode, you remove uh, uh, one of the episodes that has a um, life with Little John. Um, but, oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, dude, I remember when that came out, everyone in the hallway is, what? <laughs> what? Yeah. We yeah. were freshmen in high school, I think, when that came out. Um, but uh, that episode did get removed. So I hope they just remove that skit and just, you know, put a fucking shitty bit from the lost episodes. I, I guess like, oh yeah like the, what the lost the, the lost tapes or some shit yeah yeah whatever that was there was some funny stuff on that it just didn't Donnell have Rawlings, like, dude. <laughs> uh, fucking uh, uh, the the Tupac rap the Tupac that, rap that, I wrote part. the song a long time ago <laughs> a real long time ago <laughs> it's doo doo 
<laughs> um, the there, there's some good ones on there. Obviously the um the Dean, the Howard Dean. Yeah. I love lesbians. And it's Greasy Granny has holes in her panties. I watch the L word on Showtime. It's and then there's like a rap to it. Every oh, that's so fucking funny. But uh, um, let's do our weight loss, guys. Um, who wants to go first? I'll go first. So we didn't have the scale last week, and by we didn't have it, I mean I forgot to bring it in. Um, so I marked down I, these guys. We're going on an honor system here to mark down how much their weight was. Um, where did I write it? Is the question now? Um, did it get erased? No, papers are stuck together. Um, okay, so Josh, you stayed the same last week. You were 270, 270. Um, so, but Taylor lost weight. So technically you put $5 in again. Um, so Taylor was 388 last week. He had a five pound weight loss. Um, so Taylor's going to go first. And he said, now Taylor was uh, honest with me when the show, before the show started that there's a good chance he gained because he ate like shit for his birthday weekend and he drank. Um, you do not get a mulligan on this though. Of course. Okay, so Taylor. Uh, drop your pants. Let's get down to business. <laughs> Spread your cheeks. And lift <laughs> your sack, Mr. Chappelle. Yeah, that's what I figured. Okay, what is it? Three ninety. Three ninety. Okay. It's fluctuating between three ninety and three ninety one, but it's staying at three ninety point three. Okay, so three ninety. All right. So you at least have to put five dollars in, unless uh, Josh also gained, and then you're both putting ten dollars in. Wait, how does that work? Wait. Um, because it's five dollars if you gained, or it's five dollars if you lose. And it, 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 these are the terms oh, I'm no, creating. No, it's five dollars if you. Josh gained one hundred and twenty pounds. pounds. Just wait for it so, to so, go so, away. Nerd. Yeah, fuck you, Josh. You just press a good. I, look, I broke the scale. <laughs> I win. That you lose, you gained. Two fucking pounds. So what? Did it turn off now? What, 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 what was that going to do? I don't know. You lift things up and put them down. What do you work for Planet Fitness now? Yeah, pretty much. All right, dead air. Josh is weighing himself. What is it, Josh? 275. You gain five. So you're both putting in $10 this week. Is possible? Yes. Yeah, it's definitely... How was your eating this week? Okay, so... So here's my thing. And I don't mind... I gotta Why don't you get on the mic? we're not off microphone. I'm saying it kind of loud because we can still kind of hear it. Yeah. Here's my thing. I don't know exactly what you do at work. But I know, and I'm not saying this to be a dick. You are a bit, you are much more stationary than I am. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm up and down. Yeah, that's true. So you're both putting in $10 right now. So what I would do, at least, you know, for kill yourself, for for that perspective, enough. Sorry, that was fucking dick. You've been mean (laughs) enough tonight. Uh, Is uh, it sounds silly, but like you know those resistance bands you told me to get. Yeah, yeah, the resistance bands. Take them to work with you and just and that's not a bad idea. I'm actually, you, fifteen minutes when you're on a, when you're on a conference call because I do it. I do fifteen minutes every time I get home. Or go in the bathroom and jerk off. <laughs> it does burn calories. Yeah, we know someone R- that does it. Ruxin, uh, Ruxin did it. Yeah, Ruxin. He's, that's right. That, that's he was trying to cheat the fucking thing. Everyone's working out and he's just jacking it. And then just then you find out his dad is Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> yeah, we got to see his vinegar strokes because he's banging Sarah Silverman. Who, by the way, what a what a great rack on Sarah Silverman. Tremendous. I wish Sarah Silverman wasn't. And I, I feel terrible when I say it like this. I wish she wasn't such like a, a SJW because at, before she is very all funny this, for all this stuff. She's genuinely. It was. Between between her and Bonnie McFarland.
Holland is like really the funniest oh, Bonnie's person the fucking at the best. time. And she was so goddamn funny. Now to me, and I hate saying it's like a woman comedian because they're just really a comedian. <laughs> yeah, of like, like I love Taylor Tomlinson. I love Nikki Glaser. Uh, Eliza um, Schillinger. I, 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 Eliza Schlesinger. Schlesinger. I think her name. And then oh, I also, she's, a, she's a smoke show too. I genuinely love uh, Christina Przinsky, uh, Tom Segura's yeah, wife. Very she's funny. Very, very funny. So, All right. So let's get into our NFL picks. Week 10 in the NFL, guys. We only got seven weeks of football left yeah, I before think, the playoffs. I think Mr. Hansen of NFL Red Zone, for, for, word for word, said, we are at the official halfway point of the season, 126 games Every team down. has played eight games yep. now. Um, so uh, last week uh, we had a, a real situation here where someone, uh, me, went from worst to first, yeah. and Josh went from first to worst. Now, now, I say that we are still only separated by two games. Um, so uh, after last week I went 13-1. and one. Thanks a lot, you cocksucker Seahawks. Denying me the perfect week. Um, I'm now thir- 93-38-1. Taylor is in second place. He went 11-3, so he's 92-39-1. And, and Josh went 9-5 to bring his record to 91-40-1. Um, you know, 9-5 still isn't a bad record. You didn't have a lo- you didn't go 8-8 eight eight or whatever right. it was, a 7-7. Seven um, so we all did decently. Uh, there were some good upsets last week, some very, very good games. Mike Tomlin made some history, um, tying the record uh, to go 14 straight seasons without a losing record as a head coach, which That's is just incredible. And he still doesn't get mentioned as one of the best coaches in the league when you hear those conversations, even by me, it, it, by all of us, I think, because it's just he's so consistent. Do, do he doesn't you, have those like downer seasons, but we'll mention Sean Payton first, who has had losing seasons. Do you think... And a suspension. On the trajectory that Mike Tomlin... He's a Hall of Famer. Yes. He's a Hall of Famer. Now, what's going to be interesting to see is if he wins another Super Bowl, because if not, his career trajectory is going to be the exact opposite of Bill Cowher's, where Bill Cowher didn't win a Super Bowl till his last two years. Mike Tomlin won one in his second year. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty crazy. So why don't we start out with the Thursday night game? Um, we got the Indianapolis Colts at the Tennessee Titans. Colts coming off that loss to the Ravens where um, their offense, offensive ineptitude uh, came to light against a good defense. Titans um, playing tight with the Bears early, pulled ahead. Uh, A.J. Brown is, is unbelievable. Uh, the Titans are two-point favorites on the road. Uh, I'm, the, I'm in first now, so I should probably go first to give you guys the opportunity yep. to take upsets um, or different picks. Uh, I like the Titans in this game. I love the Colts' defense, but um, as you see, they, they just don't have the offensive weapons to keep up. And Phil Rivers is not at a place in his career, as much as I love him, where he's going to completely elevate an offense like he used to be able to do. All those years when the Chargers weren't very good, Phillip Rivers was still making stars out of guys. Yeah, big um, Consistently. Um, but the Titans, you know, I, I don't love their defense. Their defense has really, really struggled this season, the exact opposite of what many of us thought was going to happen. The traded Desmond King had immediate dividends with the fumble rec- or pick six. Um, so that is something to see because he plays a very good nickel corner. But um, I like the Titans here. I think just tight game early. It's going to look very similar to the Titans-Bears game and the Colts-Ravens game. Give me the Titans. Yeah, give me the Titans as well. Um, I just really believe that Indy can't... There are times when they show promise offensively. Yeah, and they play good team football. And, and last week was <coughs> such uh, was such a letdown for me. They just they I had was, nothing in the second half. Be, and, and the thing is, and I don't want to say it's it was entirely uh, you know the defense letting up a play here or play there. The defense held Lamar Jackson in check primarily the majority of the game, like for they, the majority of the game. Well, but it's just it, it's the back breaking plays. Yeah, that the offense uh, and, they, and they once they score. once they stopped getting pressure on Lamar, you saw him get into a rhythm and he started hitting passes. I think at one point he had like nine passes complete in a row. But if you see the first quarter, they were in his face. Yeah, yeah. You know, they were up. I want to say ten to three at some point. Yeah. But it, it just wasn't enough. And then, me, then they had that great hilarious play where Philip uh, Rivers on his back. Oh my god! I la- and then he just reaches up to 
like hug him. That was so fucking funny. So you're taking the Titans, Josh. I am taking the Titans. Cool. Um, cool, cool, cool. Next game, uh, the Houston Texans uh, coming off the win over the Jaguars. Uh, congrats Tight. to the Texans. They are uh, two and six, and uh, the two wins are against the Jaguars. Uh, against the Browns coming off their bye week, getting Nick Chubb back this week. Uh, the Browns are three-point favorites at home. Uh, you know, the Texans, yeah, they played better last week. But, yeah, both their wins are against the Jaguars. Browns coming off their bye. They're going to be fresher. They're a little nicked up. Jarvis Landry and Baker Mayfield were injured. I like them coming back, especially coming off a loss. A lot of time to regroup. You get uh, the two-headed monster of Nick Chubb and um, the the Kareem guy Hunt. Uh, Kareem Hunt. I was going to say the guy that beat up a woman. Um, and Kareem Hunt back in the running game. Um, I like the Browns in this game. The Texans just aren't very good. They even look terrible in the first half against the Jaguars. But the Jaguars are so fucking bad that you could be slightly better than awful and beat them. So, so give me the Browns. Give me the Browns. Give me the points. Um, I was very impressed with the Jaguars rookie showing out like that. Yeah, he, he looked rookie. nice. He really, yeah. really played very well. But you got to look at it. From from that perspective, an undrafted rookie took the fucking Texans defense yep. to the fucking woodshed. J.J. Watt is going to get traded in the offseason. Yeah, for the sure. Houston Texans are in full-blown rebuild mode, and I really believe that they're going to get blown the fuck out in this game. Josh? Um, Deshaun Watson running for his life. Yeah, I think the I think the Browns. Um, Nick Chubb coming back is big. There's who even plays in Houston anymore besides Deshaun Jackson, Deshaun um, da- Watson, David, Sean Jackson, da- David Johnson, and uh, Will, Will Fuller. Fuller. Oh yeah, that's right, David Johnson. They, uh, won, they won that trade. Yeah, they won that trade. That's what everyone said after one drive in Week One. Uh, Brandon Cooks had a very good. Yeah, game. Yeah, he did. Did he definitely. So. Uh, next game, a major playoff game, guys. This is for the, but this is like an early NFC East possible championship game. The Philadelphia Eagles <laughs> at the New York Football Giants, who got their second win of the season, uh, just like the Houston Texans, um, came over the Washington Football Team. Both their wins are against them. Daniel Jones ha- again. He only beats the. Football team was That's, he? Was he uh, he's beaten them seventeen. Uh, uh, yeah, he's beaten them four t- uh, four times. Uh, so yes, um, Eagles coming off their bye week, another week to regroup. Um, I, I Eagles are three and a half point favorites on the road. You know, it's crazy. The Giants, uh, you know, they win this. They're right back in the thick of the NFC East. They're, they're in the thick of it, but they're right it's back. Fucking stupid. If you think about I, it, it is very stupid because uh, there'll be a half game behind the Eagles because the Eagles have the tie with the Bengals. Um, but the Giants have not been able to beat the Eagles. I think they've lost seven straight times to them. Yeah. Um, and the Giants, what's crazy about them is they have been the most consistent team in this division. When you think about the way they play, they, the only game where they were out of it from the beginning was was the 49ers game. They've been in every single game. Yeah. They could have beaten the Bears. They could have beaten the Bucks. They could have beaten the Rams. They were in every single game. Yeah, and, and, and Carson Wentz, every single one of those losses, he's had a back-breaking turnover. Correct. Or just a bonehead play. Correct. Um, you mean Daniel Jones? No, or no, no, no. the Eagles? Okay, I was talking about the, the Giants being in every single game. Remember Josh last week when he wasn't listening? Correct. Same thing. Okay, yeah. I was talking about the, um, the, the Raiders, the Chargers. I'll take the Browns. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> that was um, awesome. But I still like the Eagles in this one. Three and a half point favorites on the road. I think coming off the bye week is good for them. Uh, Doug Peterson teams play very well out of the bye week, and they own the Giants. Um, yeah, give me the Eagles. Uh, I'll take the Eagles, too, even though I did like what I see from New York uh, facing a, a good amount of adversity, um, because once McLaurin caught that ridiculous touchdown and yeah. catch and run well, for a that, touchdown, I was fairly confident they were gonna blow that it. Alex Smith was going to find a way to win that game, and I was and I was kicking myself. I'm like, you know, play it safe. I'm going to fucking pick the Giants like everybody else, but, you know, Daniel Jones did do two things that really did impress me that showed 
a little bit of learning where, you know, it's a blindside sack and he didn't he, fumble it and, and he tucked the ball. And also there was another p- play where normally Daniel Jones forced in the double coverage and he threw the ball away. Yeah. He, so well, you're seeing, you're seeing things. <laughs> it's only the second game in his career and 22 starts that he didn't have a turnover. So, but that's, that's what I'm saying. So in, again, two very, it's a very small sample size where he's understanding certain, certain things, but against, again, a, a, a division games are fucking stupid. Yeah. So I, I, I think the Eagles win this game, but by some fucking miracle, the Giants cover. Okay. Josh? Uh, yeah, the Eagle, Eagles. Okay. Um, the I Giants mean, stink. I mean, you just the whole the, division stinks. It's you, awful. You just think it's about awful. it from, from a coaching from a coaching perspective. I mean, Doug Peterson really is a great head coach, but you see how much Frank Reich really meant to that. Staff. Oh, for sure, for and sure. Then the other thing too is I really, 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 really love Joe Judge. I genuinely think I think he's going to be great with a fair shake and seeing what he's doing with his dog shit team. The secondary and the defense is playing okay. Yeah, yeah. Logan Ryan and Bradbury. I yeah, mean, they, two, they two played guys, very, very well. You know what I'm saying? So um, like, I think they got that, good pieces. The, the, I think I think the problem the Giants are going to have is that they're going to keep Dave Gettleman. I don't think it's that big of a problem. And I, listen, hold on. And let, let me tell you what. Go ahead, go ahead. Because, yeah, he, I, to me, at the moment, even though he had a good game on Sunday, um, Anthony Thomas hasn't had the best Andrew rookie. Thomas, excuse, yeah. Andrew Thomas hasn't had the best rookie season at, at, no, at he's left been, tackle. He's yeah. been poor he's been the worst. Best. He's been the worst of the first round tackles. He's been poor at best. But you got to look at you know so, you know free agency is part of being a GM. I mean, you bring in Fackrell and Blake Martinez who have played out of their fucking they, they've minds. They've played fairly well. You but bring he, in Bradbury. Well, you bring but in even Logan with Ryan. those, and you look at his. If you're looking at one year, fine, not bad. I'm, if listen, you look at his tenure, he's batting 098. But like, what has he been there? Three years now. Four. I mean, four. Okay, so I mean, but listen, I, you, you I, have to listen. You have to, he did draft. Saquon Barkley, but Saquon's on the show. I, he drafted I, I was Daniel against Jones. that pick from the beginning. I, everybody was. Yeah, but at the same, it, Saquon is still Saquon. You could have taken. I understand. It, what you're you know, saying. obviously, he, Darnold doesn't look like he's padding out. Daniel Jones, you're out on. You're, Darnold looks like he needs a change of scenery. Da, Darnold looks like he needs a lot of coaching. Um, and you could, but you could have taken uh, uh, Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson. There, there's he's missed on a lot. He signed Nate Soldier to a big deal. Massive. He, deal. he tra- he. I'm not. I didn't sign o- Odell Beckham just to trade him. What did he do? He traded him a, what a month. Later. And then who did he give, who did he give big money to to replace him? Golden Tate. His I would want a new GM, but the problem is much. I like Joe Judge a lot. The problem with the new GM is that you can't tell him he has to stick with the coach because that's a Jets move and it never works no, out. But that's that's my whole point. Yeah, which it's I because, get. Like I said, when a GM comes in, he wants his guys. It, in there so always. I I would give Gettleman maybe one more year, and then if it doesn't work, if they're still bad next year, and but you see Judge still has a team playing competitive, let Judge pick the GM to work with. That's I, what I, I would. I think that's a bad idea, yeah. but no, I agree with you. That like, give Gettleman one more draft, and if he swings and misses bad, yeah. he's out. Yeah. All right. Next game, the Washington Football Team losing to the Giants last week at the Detroit Lions, um, who lost to the Vikings. Lions are four point favorites at home. Both teams stink. I like the Lions because the uh, the football team is worse. Uh, give me the Lions. I want to take the football team <coughs> so bad, but I just can't in good conscience. Even though I want Alex Smith to win, he's going to win Comeback Player of the Year. Yeah, he's going he to throw nothing. He can throw ten straight interceptions and no touchdowns, and he's still Comeback matter. Player of the Year. And I really, truly believe that again, it's going to be competitive. But it's just I not. think it'll be competitive. Yeah, but because Detroit, that Detroit has a funny way of getting in their own way. Yeah, for sure. And they clearly beating the. Well, shit they have out a terrible head coach, yes, so that'll do. do it. You know, 
from week one to week, what is this, week eight or nine right now? Ten. This is week ten right now? Yeah. From week one where I said, give Patricia, you know, the, uh, uh, the half of the season. Here we are, halfway point of the season, and he stinks. Get yeah, who would have thought that you got, and his comment that he made a few weeks ago that uh, he came in and uh, the things were a mess. Jim Caldwell got fired after going nine and seven. Yeah, that was so fucking stupid. And Caldwell is, I think, a very good coach. Um, he, very soft-spoken guy, yes. too. Um, there's this great meme. It says, the many expressions of Jim Caldwell. It's the same face. It's the same face, like angry, <laughs> sad, happy, yeah. Um, yeah, but give me the Lions. Taylor's taking the Lions. I'm taking the Lions. All right. Dude, he was a good coach for the for the Colts, Colts very good coach. Um, he just got screwed when Peyton got hurt. Yep. Um, I, we're all going to have the same picks for a bit here, guys. Um, I, I'm not wasting any time on this. Jaguars at Packers. Packers, 14-point favorites. Yeah. We're all taking the Packers. Packers in the points. Yeah. Oh, my God, in the points. Uh, Bucks at Panthers. Bucks got fucking destroyed by the Saints on Sunday night. Um, who would have thought that fucking Jets Patriots would be better than Saints Bucks? Um, the Saints seem to be Tom Brady's kryptonite. Um, the Bucks are six-point favorites. Panthers played the Chiefs tough, but just didn't have enough firepower to keep up. Uh, you know the Chiefs are going to eventually put points on the board. Yep. Um, give me the Bucks. I just think uh, I, Brady rarely loses back-to-back games. Um, and you know, despite if you remove his two games against the Saints, he's a he's in the MVP conversation without question. Uh, so give me the Bucks. So again, going back to it, I really want to take Carolina because Carolina could pull a big upset here. But just again, I'm playing I'm playing playing it safe. So give me give me Tampa Bay. Or give me Tampa Bay, excuse me. Ugh. And, uh, you know, it's so funny that Antonio Brown's first game is that. Oh, I know. It's you hilarious. Know I mean? and he, he already had, killed the chemistry of the he team. He fucking killed him. I will dude. say, they showed the interviews with him, and he sounded good. I was like, wow, he actually sounds like he's, like, in a good headspace. So, as awful he as he's he, been... He doesn't I'm, sound punch drunk anymore. I, I know. I, I genuinely hope um, that he, he gets his life on track. But it, I agree with Bruce Arians that if he loses his civil case and it's proven that he committed some sort of sexual Misconduct, get him out of here, um, Josh. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh, Tampa Bay as well. All right, next game: Broncos at Raiders. Broncos uh, valiant effort at the end of the game, um, while the Raiders got uh, uh, won a game by centimeters against the Chargers. Um, you know the Broncos uh, team that we talked about this. You and I, Taylor. Um, they they start slow. And on offense and defense, and then they play well in the second half. The Raiders are just kind of like in every game, but they don't ever really do anything. And I'm just like, wow, wow, wow. The Derek Carr's having a very, very good year. Yes. Um, the Raiders are five point favorites at home, but I'm going to take the Denver Broncos because the the history of John Gruden, as the Raiders head coach shows, big win, division win, big loss, or, or a letdown game. This is all the makings of a trap game. The Broncos, you know, they they get into big holes and they fight their way back. They got some fight in them. I like that. I want them to start out hotter and not get into fucking two-score deficits, but um, I like the Broncos in this one. I think Drew Locke's going to have a big game. I think they're going to get to Derek Carr, and he's going to force some turnovers. Give me the Broncos. Give me the Raiders, and the big reason is because what did Atlanta do so well against Denver in that game? Throw the ball downfield. Throw the ball downfield. What are, what, what are the two players? That's all the Raiders do is throw the ball downfield. So what the f- and they have no one to cover because AJ yeah. Bouye is still hurt, and they yeah. have all these second and third round picks. I mean, Omudie has really shown me a lot. This was a particular game where even though it was twenty seven to thirty four, the final score it was not as close as the as the final score indicated. Yeah, they screwed my really, parlay. Well, I'll tell you what, I won on a very stupid bet. A very stupid 
bet. I hit so I hit Jerry Judy over on uh, yards and catches, which is four and a half and seven and fifty six yards, and then I also hit Brandon McManus over two and a half PATs, which was fucking stupid. But I hit that. Um, I'm really not liking what I see in Denver. I said last week, don't panic about Drew Lock, and then here I am a week later. We should maybe start to think about panicking. Yeah, because yeah. and you and I talked about it. He shows little to no awareness. He doesn't have the physical gifts to try and make some of these throws where he's off his back foot, guy in his face, and he's like trying to throw like Pat Mahomes, like he can throw it 60 yards on a rope. Good arm, not great arm. Not It's not a great arm. He's not good at reading defenses, really. His, is what his I'm mechanics seeing. get out of whack. It, it's just... Um, he, he gets happy feet, and I mean, there are times when he does throw... Like, again, he's just trying to do a little too much, like that one pick and nine minutes to go in the fourth quarter where he just side-armed it off his back foot. Correct. It was such a fucking mess, and because that could have been a drive where you score there, and that way it makes the game actually competitive at the end. Yeah. The final play where it was illegal shift, the ball hits Tim Patrick's fucking thing, and then they recover, and then the game's over. Yeah. It was a pathetic, <laughs> pathetic loss in the 27-34 loss. Yep. Give me the Raiders, because Ruggs and Nelson Aguilar and Darren Waller and ex-Bronco Devontae Booker and Josh Jacobs are going to fucking eat. Todd Gurley will take a fucking all-pro against that defense on Sunday. Again. Th- th- that fucking guy's z- that started last name started with a Z. I can't remember his name. Amudia Zarukis, whatever the fuck his name is. Yeah, we'll go with that. He had yeah. he had fucking two touchdowns. And then, you know, it's and again, listen, to Bob's point, you know, Julio can't catch a touchdown with no one with yeah, 10 but yards he does. of him. Yeah. But, um, that's more on Denver. Hey, you know you don't want to call you don't want to cover you know the first ballot Hall of Famer at all. Or yeah, nothing, fair. Uh, so stupid. you're taking the Raiders, uh, Raiders. Josh. Uh, I'm taking the Raiders. Okay, first game we all have different. Um, next game, uh, maybe we'll have different picks in this one. Uh, Buffalo Bills um, beating the Seahawks at home at the Arizona Cardinals, uh, losing to the Miami Dolphins on Sunday. Uh, the Cardinals are two point favorites at home. Um, Josh Allen got back into form against the Seahawks, looked very very good. Got a little dicey towards the end, but they pulled it out. Um, Russell Wilson choking away the MVP. Um, I would say now at least it's a tie. I would say threw a really bad pick in the end zone. Horrible, really bad um, pick in the end zone. But um, I like the Arizona Cardinals in this game. Um, the Bills, this is the kind of, this is actually like a trap game. Even though you're playing a trap game against a good team isn't very common thing, but you beat the Seahawks. Um, even though you were the favorites, a lot of people, you were um, like, you know, almost underdogs. People were like, sure. oh, the MVP, Russell Wilson, and you played well against him. First game, their defense really showed up, but the Seahawks have maybe the worst defense in the league, short of the Jets. Um, just a horrific defense. Uh, Jamal Adams, their defense has been worse with Jamal Adams than without Jamal yeah, Adams, facts. which is fucking crazy. I don't know why Pete Carroll has him covering Fucking Stefan Diggs in the slot. <laughs> I, I will never understand that. But um, I the car, Kyler Murray is fucking sensational. He he, I I love watching him play. He he is so fucking d- dynamic and elect like he's dazzling to watch. Yeah. And uh, he's got a lot of weapons. He's developing a hell of a chemistry with Christian Kirk, who is one of the best deep threats in the league right now. What do you have two touchdowns and like one, one, t- one, one touchdown, one hundred and twenty. Yeah, um, they tried playing cover zero against him, and that did not go very well. But um, I like the Cardinals. I. I think that they're going to create some pressure on Josh uh, Josh Allen. I think that they're going to it's going to be a shootout of a game. But um, I mean, Josh Allen got sacked seven times last week. Yeah. Um, so I think they're going to be able to get some pressure on him. Give me the Cardinals at home. 
Uh, gonna go the other way with that. Uh, give me the Bills. So I know we talk about you know the Buffalo has these runs, and I know I, I'm not I'm not expecting them to have such a spectacular performance like they had against Seattle, but I'm expecting them to you know pull out another tight win because they do go on runs where they you know they lose ugly, then they win. Yeah, they, they sure, sure. Off too straight, and I think well you know hard. how to win ugly, which is hard. And I I mean yeah, but it's also hard too because Arizona easily could have won that game last week, Definitely. and it was just a wild wild. Wild game. That was an amazing and game. And the Dolphins' defense is a very good defense. The Bills' defense is a very good defense. They've so underperformed up until last week. It's just, it's just you see the kinks. Yeah. And it just it it, it, it bothers me. It doesn't bother me. It worries me. There yeah. it is. That Kyler can really exploit his his quickness and his finesse oh, as far dude, as keeping the ball and, and running like that. He, he gets it's, the ball it, out of his hands so fast. It's just it's, so funny. Listen, and I, I don't mean to make short jokes, but I just have to. It's just so funny seeing these six four dudes chase. Like see dude, Jerome Baker, all six foot four. This dude, two hundred sixty pounds, and all you see is little fucking Kyler Dude, Murray's a, feet. There was a so play quick. in the game on Sunday. It was third and two, and um, Kyler got the ball, and Kyle Van Noy was right there. Isn't great, great linebacker, right there. He makes the slightest little shuffle step, and Kyle, uh, Kyle got his leg, and Kyler was gone. Yeah, and he was up the, uh, the field for like twenty seven yards with ease. He's the fastest quarterback I've seen. Lamar is fucking fast as shit. I don't know, dude. But Michael Ky- Vick. I was gonna say he's the fastest since Vic that I've yeah. seen is is Kyler Murray, uh, but the the arm accuracy is amazing. Um, I think Kingsbury is doing a very good job, although he had some very bad coaching at the end of the game. Yeah. You converted on fourth and one with Kyler twice, and then you give it to Edmonds on uh, third on fourth and one. Yeah, it's, and that's they a stuff terrible you. Call. Um, terrible call. But uh, Josh, who are you taking? Cardinals. Cardinals. Very good. Cardinals. Um, next game. Um, I, the the Bengals. Bengals coming off their bye week uh, at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers um, just getting out of Dallas with a win. Um, in a game that should not have been that close. There's some worries about the health of Big Ben. Um, there's questions if he's going to play right now. He banged his knee up pretty good. Both knees are injured. Yeah. Um, I, I still like the Steelers, even if it's fucking Mason Rudolph playing quarterback. Um, their defense is just too good. They can run the ball. The Bengals don't have they, the Bengals have weapons on offense. There's no doubt about that. But um, the defense is the problem in, in Cincinnati. So give me the Steelers at home. Give me the Steelers as well, even though the Steelers have shown they can play down the competition, specifically Mike Tomlin week. always ha- I said to you guys last week, I was like, Tomlin, it's it's notorious. He has that one game every season where they lose to a team that they shouldn't. Mm-hmm. And a divisional game worries me again. I said I didn't think I thought even the Dallas might play him tough. I didn't think they'd win. But that it's a typical Tomlin thing. Yeah. He always has that one game. It's so strange for such a great coach. Yeah, so I, I'm I'm pretty convinced that the Steelers were gonna win here. But the 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 Bengals have shown to be very scrappy a lot of fight. In, in close games like this. Feisty. So don't be surprised. Uh what's the spread on this? Seven and a half for Pittsburgh. Don't be surprised if they don't cover that spread. Yeah. Josh? Steelers. Okay. Next game, um, I don't think we have to spend much time on this one either. Uh, 49ers at Saints. Mm, Saints. Saints. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Saints are nine and a half point favorites at home. Um, all right. This is a great game. Um, the, the number five and six picks in the first round of the draft, the Los Angeles Chargers and Justin Herbert at uh, the Dolphins and Tua Tungvaloa. Um, Tua. Tungvaloa. Tung, I've heard it pronounced 90 different ways, and I never get it right. Tungvaloa. That's what you just say, Tua. 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 So Tua Tua was that game. Was that a full cigarette you just dropped? No, it was half a cigarette. Oh, I thought it was a full cigarette. No. Tua was off. 
awesome on Sunday. He's very good. Uh, especially down the stretch. He <laughs> he showed some shiftiness in his moves with running. I liked your anal- your analysis on it. That was an adult drive. It was an adult drive. 93 that yards, was a big six boy minutes. Drive. Yeah, dude. He put on his fucking big boy pants. He pulled him down, did big boy pee all over the fucking Cardinals. Um, made some amazing throws. The way it comes out of his hand, he, there was this one throw that he made to Mike Gazeki that I I watch him throw him like that looks like it's an egg, but he threw Gazeki open. It was you know, he's a left-handed quarterback, and just it's still weird seeing the way it comes out of a lefty's hand. Yeah. You're just so not used to it. But um he showed so much such poise and composure. Uh the defense struggled early, but they he he responded every time, which is the biggest thing I want to see from a young quarterback. How do you respond when your your team needs you? Who's your OC? Um Chan Gailey. So he had a play that I hadn't seen. Uh, he had a play, he had a he drew up a play that should have been a touchdown, but it was very damn close. Got him inside the five. That was like that's something Andy Reid does. Was the dub was uh the double fake uh, the double fake uh, screen pass, and then Smite just goes out to the middle. Oh of the yeah, field. yeah, that was a brilliant. That was fucking. I, I saw it. Yeah. And I'm like, no way. They're dude. opening up the playbook for Tua, and he's so good at rolling out and throwing and throwing on the run. And he, the kid gets it. Like, I don't know if you saw the thing from inside the NFL where he runs the game's over. He runs to the sideline and he tries to give the game ball to floor. He's like, no, no, that's yours. Like, no, you put me here. You believed in me. Yeah. The kid gets it. Um, the health is always going to be the concern until he proves he can play 16 games, but he took some hits. He got sacked a few times. He had that one crazy scamper. He made some nice moves. I'm very thrilled with what I'm seeing from him. I did get scared because at the end, he didn't slide. Yeah, he took- But you could just see... I mean, listen, it's a 21-year-old yeah. kid who just made the play of his of his career at that point in time, and he's just running for a first down because it's a very close game in the fourth <laughs> quarter, and you're just seeing him, and you're like, don't take the hit. And his, his comment hit. after was like, I've never felt slower. I felt like I was running quick. He looked quick. He looked Dude, not he, fast, no, but quick. But you could see the adrenaline. Like When, yeah. he, when he holds it like this... And the touch Touchdown, the touchdown throw he made to take the fucking lead was a perfect dime right uh, right to the fucking end zone to a guy no one ever heard of in Matt Collins. I, I um, think the exact words from the Clem report were, there were so many Mike Kazeki impersonators on the Dolphins. I know, that, w- that was great. But um, the Chargers always find ways to lose. Um, the big thing, and I, I love what I'm seeing from Herbert, but the thing that he is struggling with is pressure up the middle. Mm-hmm. And Brian Flores loves covering it up, doing that. You have the corner. Xavier Howard got fucked on so many of those that was, passing interferences. was some of the worst rep- he, and some people, time. I saw some shitty Dolphins fans. Oh, he struggled this game. He held DeAndre Hopkins to three catches for 32 yards. And listen, and but, like that's a pretty good fucking game. But they say the DPI calls. I mean, listen, they so threw, at least listen, two of those were bullshit. They threw, listen, they threw the flag. I, I get it. It still goes in the stat book as a fucking penalty. Sure. But if you go back and watch, specifically the one where Xavier Howard runs up and he notices the guys behind him, he turns around. He's playing the ball. Yeah. And two of those, at least two of those were uncatchable passes. They yes. called DPI on. But but, but both times. He's playing the ball. He's yeah. not intentionally interfering with the guy. He, he, the defender has to be able to at least play the ball, and especially the one where he turned around and ran into the guy when he yeah that was when he didn't even that see was him. insane. That's, that's incidental they, contact, was, uncatchable ball. That's not a fucking flag. Two of it's those garbage. two of those pass interferences directly led to 14 points. So I was very unhappy. But I've always said you can't blame refs on bad calls unless you're the Seahawks or the Saints and the Rams. Um, okay, but um, right. <laughs> I, I like the Dolphins in this one. I think their defensive pressure. Emmanuel Ogba is playing out of his mind. Yeah. He's the first Dolphin 
happened since Cameron Wake to have a sack in five straight games. I have no idea you guys had Shaq Lawson. By yeah, the way. Shaq That's Lawson, who's awesome. played really well. Christian Wilkins playing out of his mind. Um, uh, I, Christian I'm, Wilkins hurt Preston Williams, dude. Okay, Brian, Brian Flores says that, well, and so did Preston Williams. Like, no, I hurt my foot. It just became obvious when that happened. I was trying <laughs> to hide it. So, but it looks like he's going to play this week as well. Um, uh, Antonio Callaway coming back. I'm very excited about because a very talented guy, but a lot of issues oh, off the field. Oh, that was the kid from uh, Cleveland. Cleveland. Yeah, he's a fucking speedster, dude, man. He's and, very good. Receiver. And that's what Tua is best at is those slants where he could take off. I'm waiting to see that from Jakeem Grant. Yeah. Um, but give me the Dolphins in this one. I think their defense is going to force Herbert into the first game where you see the you're going to see the rookie warts from Burrow, from Tua, and from Herbert. They're bound to happen. I think you're going to see them from both these guys because the Chargers also have a very good defense. But there's questions if Bosa is going to play or not. So give me the Dolphins, and uh, I think they're going to cover the two and a half. Give me the Dolphins as well. Definitely take the two and a half. My biggest thing is that uh, the Chargers really need to fire Anthony Lynn, and they yeah. really need to. He get sounds it. dejected now. Yeah. Like, before he had some like fight. After that, just, now he sounds like I don't know. It just know. sounds like, like like I don't know what to do anymore. Yeah, like, it, and that that infects a team. And here's the thing too: is I, I don't feel like he's doing a terrible job. Really, I think that it's just a, a calamity of things where sometimes he's shit do- just doesn't work out <laughs> for you. And I think that this yeah, is a particular a situation where, like, listen, man, if you are meant to be a head coach, it's definitely not here. Yeah, and. Justin Herbert is playing so well despite all these awful yeah, correct, things. And, correct. and even in losing situations, I just he's want to know why you terrible. throw fucking three. Listen, the worst pass, the pass I hate the most in the NFL is the red zone fucking fade. Try it once. Don't try it three straight times with the game on the fucking line. You tried three straight fades and none of them worked. Stop with the fucking fade. It is a low percentage play that you're supposed to catch a guy, a big guy like a Mike Evans, in one on one coverage. Sure. It, it's a fucking stupid play to run three straight times with the game on the line. I, you do it on first or second down once. If it works, great. It worked great with Brady and Gronk. Gronk is a fucking monster. He's also 6'6". Yeah, exactly. You're running into a fucking guy that's fucking 6'2". Well, well, that's what... Stupid. So, so that's my whole thing. Is I, I disagree with saying it's a bad red zone play. I think it's a great red zone play with the right player in the right Correct, position. but it is a low percentage play historically. I think like I think it's the, the stat they said but, was 14% of red zone fades turn into touchdowns. But but it's, it's also it's also a high real thing. It's been in the NFL. Correct. Of, no, no of course. Soon, of course. So I get it. But, um, alright, Josh, you're taking. Uh, Dolphins. Okay. Next game. Game. Um, the Seahawks at the Rams. Uh, great game in the NFC West. Uh, Seahawks coming off the loss. Rams coming off their bye, previously losing to the Dolphins. Rams one and a half point favorites at home. Um, it's a bit of a hard game. Well, the Rams, even when they were terrible, always gave the Seahawks fits. When the Seahawks, when it was Legion of Boom, yep. the Rams were still beating them. Yep. When they had fucking Sam Bradford back there and Nick Foles. Um, I'm going to take the Seahawks because I can't see Russell Wilson um, not getting back to somewhat of an MVP form. I, 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 the Seahawks, I think... Uh, defensively are going to kind of round into form. I think that was kind of a wake-up call game. Carlos Dunlap was a good addition at the trade deadline to nice, create a little yeah. more pressure. you got to figure out the right way to use Jamal Adams, and it's not in coverage. And I just I don't like the Rams. I think that there are a lot of smoke and mirrors. So give me the Seahawks. <sighs> do I take a chance here, or do I just follow you again? I really don't know. Because at we the only same have, time... We only have two games different so far. Every other game, we've all picked the same well, teams. Be- because because my whole... Th- again, it's also because it's a very close race. So, like, we're trying not to watch the Fifty Shades movies really, really bad. <laughs> but my my biggest thing is that I know how bad Seattle's defense is. Yeah. And I think that even despite that, I think this will still be a shootout. In which case, I definitely Fair. favor the Seahawks because DK Metcalf and... DKF Metcalf. DK... what I say? No, I... I I said decaf, oh, decaf, Metcalf. Usually, I misspeak. Yeah. <laughs> misspeak is too misspoke. Yeah. Or uh, 
Whatever. But, yeah, uh, you know what? I'm going to take the Seahawks, too, because I think the Seahawks are going to play valiantly despite the uh, the, 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 the atrocious the really, defense, really hard loss that they took to Buffalo last yeah. week. Um, they could win almost any shootout, and they could win, and they could score at will at mm-hmm. any point in time on the field. Sure. It's just so absolutely ridiculous. Seahawks are tailored. Joshua? Uh, yeah, you know, you, you really got to commend Pete Carroll for his confidence because in his press conference this week, uh, when asked about their defensive struggles, he said, listen, we won that game by a lot. <laughs> you know, I can't control the amount of illegal points the referees are allowing on the board. You're saying they should. So Pete Carroll was implying that the score in the second half should have been the score for the whole so, game. Well, yes. on, so what you're saying is that there was score fraud? Yes, there was, sco- there was score fraud. Uh, the um, the pro Seahawk referees were not allowed on the field oh, uh, during the first I half. See. So was, they were not able to verify the validity of the points well, being the same put thing. on the board. Well, because because they're calling all these phantom calls and these Mail in these yeah, mail in yeah, yeah. penalties. Yeah, yeah, you know, a lot of mail in flags coming out on the field. Mm. It's just, it's outrageous. Uh, there's, so. a, there's, I also heard that there was implied that there was software that was hacking their playbooks on the iPads. Yeah, it's true. Um, you know what's crazy is when all of the, the election stuff started to unfold and you started hearing the voter fraud stuff, I'm like, I know where Josh is going this week. The <laughs> first it. thing I thought, I was like, I know exactly where he's going. It's like he's starting to reach for conspiracies so that Trump's like, oh, here you go. <laughs> Dude, yeah, no, see, he's seriously gift wrapped. Yeah, that, that's really fantastic. Uh, so, yeah. obviously, uh, taking the Seahawks here. All right. I next. Say, no, here's my next question. Do you think. No. If, no do you, okay, that's your fault. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that if the Rams do win this game, that yeah. they have to drag Pete Carroll out kicking and screaming of the stadium? <laughs> because he, um, because, what because he's of the fraud? What he's actually going to do is he's going to build a wall around the sideline. <laughs> How crazy is that? They're building a wall around the White House. And, 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 I can't and, believe that. No, listen, and, and he I, said build the wall. No, listen, and, and I think on top of that, I think that Sean McVay is going to really suggest to Pete Carroll to, you know, next next week, you know, after you lose next week, maybe, you know, inject some disinfectant. Oh, and find okay. Out, okay. And, and UV light as well. UV yeah, light, very, and then, good, and very then, good. And then find out that, you know, that some of your Latino players eat at Moe's and not at fucking regular. All, all the ones you can come up with now. Now. And then Sean McVay is going to walk over to Pete Carroll's wife and grab her by the pussy. Yeah, <laughs> Let's bring it around home. Um, uh, Sunday night job, game. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens at the New England Patriots. Uh, the Ravens coming off the win over the Colts. The Patriots barely beating the Jets, um, which was a very entertaining game. When you texted, you said to me, like, you're actually watching. I was like, dude, it's a good game. And I, did you put it on after that? And no. Like, it was a really good game. Um, but um, I like where the Ravens are heading. I figured they're going to come into form at some point. The Patriots. Patriots defense with Stefan Gilmore wasn't very good. Without Stefan Gilmore, you saw JC Jackson exposed and people were hyping him up. And he's a good corner, but you he can't. Tell. Okay, he, from what I saw. He uh, he's been a very good deep corner when he had Stefan Gilmore opposite him. Sure. Then he didn't have him this week, and he's getting burned by Brashad Perryman play after play after play. And uh Jameson Crowder. And then he got came up with the pick late in the game, which was an ill-advised throw. It was a horrible game plan by Dowell Loggins and the Jets. But um, I like the Ravens defense, especially against his Patriot. You know, you know, the Jets' defense let uh, you know kind of dominated the Patriots' defense for most of the game or offense for most of the game. Um, so give me the Ravens at seven and a half. I'm not crazy about it because I still don't love where the offense is, but um, I love J.K. Dobbins. Um, I think he's gonna have a big game. They let Frank Gore run all over him when they gave him the ball. Um, give me the Ravens. Give me the Ravens. Give me the points. Uh, even again, even with Stephon Gilmore on the field, I mean, on top of that, uh, the, the Patriots' defense is absolute garbage. Yeah, they have no. They can't stop the run and they can't rush the pass. They can't rush the passer. Your best running 
back for all intents and purposes is fucking Rex Burkhead. And as soon as well, I, Harris looks pretty good. Harris, Harris looks not Rex Rex Burkhead is really yeah. He's, he's really your the guy he's your most there. dependable. Definitely. I mean, I don't know why they just hate James White now, or maybe <coughs> maybe it's the Belichick thing where it's like he knows what he got out of the guy. The, the stat that I thought was crazy, and it made sense because I remember when on my old podcast, the sports one, you came on and we, you and I had a heated debate that I said. Belichick doesn't draft well. This the Patriots haven't had a drafted Pro Bowler since 2013. It's kind of ridiculous. How crazy is that? Well, and uh, because it, they do so many weird things. Think about how and guys. how good Sony Michelle looked in his first year, and now he's barely playing. And he the year, the year they beat the Falcons in the Super Bowl, he was great. And since then, he's just been awful. And it's just, it's just a consistent thing. And he he drafts poorly. He doesn't sign free agents very well. I mean, the be- last time they signed a player that really made a huge difference was a sign and trade for Stefan Gilmore, ironically. Well, I think the funny thing is... And they're going to trade him in the offseason. Which I didn't even believe at the time when he said it, when Belichick said, yeah, we sold we sold out and won three Super Bowls. I'm like, you sold out with that? Yeah, exactly. With that roster, you yep. sold out. Really? Alright, Josh? Uh, yeah, I'm taking the Ravens. Alright, last game, Monday night game. Um, I guess it's an intriguing game. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings at the Chicago Bears. The Vikings are suddenly kind of back in the thick of things. Um, two and a half point favorites at the Bears, who look like the worst five and three team you'll ever see. Still are. Um, the Vikings, um, you know, let's just call it what it is. It's Dalvin Cook's team playing at an MVP level. It's very hard to be an MVP as a running back unless you have a 2,000-yard season. And even then, it doesn't happen. Chris Johnson in 2009. Um, 2,000 all-purpose yards. No, Chris Johnson rushed for 2,000 yards in 2009. He did not win MVP. Um, that was the between Peyton Manning and Drew Brees when it was a Colts Saints Super Bowl. Shut up, Drew Brees. Uh, um, the last uh, the last two thousand yard running back that won MVP was Adrian Peterson. Um, but even like look at Christian McCaffrey last year, a thousand yards rushing, a thousand yards receiving. I don't think he got an MVP vote. Um, but. I'm going to take the Bears because I think their defense is good enough to contain Dalvin Cook and put the game in Kirk Cousins' hands. And when you put the game in Kirk Cousins' hands, bad things happen. Give me the Bears. Uh, who are they playing again? The Vikings. And in Chicago, Vikings are two and a half point favorites on the road. I think there's going to be a point in time where Dalvin Cook does come back to earth, so I'm going to take the uh, Bears as well. Uh, you know, because listen, everybody knows what's coming. It's just hard. To, it's just hard to pick against because he's had a historic run these last. Three yeah, games, he's really. been unbelievable. He's been fucking ridiculous. Uh, I'm also waiting for him to get hurt again. Put the team on his back, though. Yeah, and uh, I mean, let's Dalvin Greg Cook. Jennings. Uh, you know, he really is due for a really bad injury. Let down. And Let down. A injury. Really bad fumble. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, give me the Bears. I I like that defense against that one very good defense. Offense. And the offense, uh, the I saw a thing. The Bears haven't had a play of fifty yards or more in five seasons. I thought that pass to Andre Miller was a good one. Not Andre Miller. What the fuck is his name? Heath Miller. No. Lamar Miller. No. Lamar Miller. The Jason is- Miller. You're just you're just saying, just saying Millers. We're the Millers. We're the, no, it's uh, the wide receiver number eleven. It, it wasn't over fifty yards. They haven't had one in five seasons. Well, Nick throws. Nick, what well, Nick throws? Nick throws. Nick, well, <laughs> Nick Foles throws the ball very high in the air. Yes. It looks like it's fifty. Yards. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Josh. Uh, I'll take the Bears, too. Okay. And those are our picks for the week, guys. This is episode 127 of You Watch, I Listen. I don't know what song Josh is taking us out with. Very good. I appreciate it. (laughs) 
<laughs> that was okay. So this is playing because Josh is wearing Vans. He looks like a. He's wearing um, a Van shirt. Van he's shoes. Van shoes and, and cargo he's shorts. Cargo shorts. Um, where's your back? Where's your snapback, dog? He was a. Boy. Yeah, where's your wallet with she the chain a on a it, <laughs> you douchebag? Um, yeah, you, you, you should be wearing a plaid shirt over the Vans. It's like that, that Steve Buscemi meme. The what's up, young people? Um, all right, guys. Episode one twenty seven. You watch. I listen. My so, movie pick yeah, for no, this week. So you didn't finish. So he was wearing that, and he walks up, and I go, "What's up, skater boy? What's up, skater boy?" Uh, movie pick for this week was uh, A Prayer Before Dawn. I forget the album. You gave me Attila. Oh, about that life. About yeah. that life. We'll see you guys next week. Later. The biggest thing I hate about this fucking song. It sucks. Is <laughs> SK the let the number eight. Oh boy, 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 boy. Yeah. fuck boy. Yeah. <laughs>